In this episode of Full Nerd, Radeon 7900, XT and XTX reviews, and cheap gaming builds are back on the menu. They are back on the menu. Secret menu. Welcome to episode 240 of the Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with Ghost Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Eleni Yee. I'm here for the cheap PCs. Here for the cheap PCs, and she's got some awesome ones. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, well, hello everyone. We're we're almost at the end of the year. We got this is our last oh normal episode of, of the year. Uh, and to celebrate, both Gordon and I for for the audio listeners, both Gordon and I are wearing our uh, our new Outrage Pony merch. Uh, he's he's just got a normal T-shirt. I've got a, a Raglan shirt. And you can get him over at a. What, oh God, what is it? Crowdmade.com forward slash collections forward slash PC world. Uh, or just mm-hmm. check the link in the description. Uh, they're over there. And th- uh, but through the end of the year, use the code 1080TI, no space, uh, to get 25% off your whole order. Uh, and yeah, go, that looks go, pretty good in the flesh, I got to say. Yeah, go get your outrage on, um, as, as Gordon would like to yes, say. Yes, because so. there's always something to be upset about, as well, we know in our community yeah and are, are people upset about the uh 7800 xt and xtx launches it certainly seems like the internet is more disappointed than i was in my testing uh i think these are good graphics cards very good graphics cards compared to what nvidia put out with the 4080 uh the xt is basically the same game plan as the 4080 and people seem bummed out about that as in it's Probably should have been the 6800 XT, but AMD priced it higher to make the XTX look even better, I think. But I really like the XTX myself, personally. Uh, The TLDR is, with the reference card at least, it comes as a 2.5 slot design with two 8-pin power connectors. So it can fit into pretty much any PC, unlike the RTX 40 series options. You mean the uh, 7800? You said 6800 just to... So, oh, yeah, 7900 XTX. Sorry. <laughs> so many Too numbers. many numbers. So many numbers. This is, this is what happens when you don't retire the last generation when you're rolling out the new generation, guys. Like, <laughs> marketing, you're, put, you're making me do this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so in my testing, which I want to do an aside about real quick, because I got better results in my testing than a lot of other sites did in theirs. Uh I'm not sure why. Uh, everything I have is a thousand percent legit. However, on the tried and true testing using tried and true testing methods, and if you look around at all the various reviews that came out, there appears to be maybe driver woes, maybe some sort of bug or something somewhere. There is wildly fluctuating results depending on the system, depending on the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so my results are a little bit more positive, I think, than a lot of the other results I've seen out there. So I want to throw that out there to begin with. But based off what I've tested, the XTX definitely, uh, is significantly faster than the RTX 4080 for $200 less. So that's already a win. Uh, it, the reference card will fit into any PC with its two Mm -hmm. 8-pin power connectors and smaller size. So that's a great thing. Uh, and ray tracing is still a generation behind. Full on, flat out. Uh, Like, they've caught up to the 3090 at this point. The XTX delivers raw ray tracing without upscaling on level just a hair faster than the 3090. So 
if you don't want to spend twelve hundred plus dollars on a forty eighty, if you don't want to spend sixteen hundred dollars on a forty ninety, uh, for a thousand bucks, the XTX looks pretty good. Especially if you don't tend to play games with ray tracing, if you're more of an esports type player, especially if you play at fourteen forty p, where it really stretches its legs compared to the forty eighty, uh, I think it's a really good option. Uh, it still is a thousand dollar graphics card. Most people should not buy those. Uh, <laughs> but if you're in the market for a four-figure graphics card, I think this one delivers a lot of performance. Not as much performance as the 4090. That remains the clear top-end card. It comes with everything you want. Features, content creation, software, raw power. But if you want to spend $1,000 and get really damned good graphics performance that'll come close to max now to 4K high refresh monitor... Uh, I think the XTX is a great option. So, Brad, I have a question for you. Um, I looked at some of the numbers uh, from other places, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, even looking at their numbers, I mean, this card is still pretty good. I mean, yeah, maybe the Delta Delta is, like, a little bit bigger compared to the competition. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I, I think somebody, like, tweeted at you and they're like, what about this chart? How come your numbers don't match this? And I was like, dude, those frame rates are still in the 300s. Like, I think you've, like, lost the plot, dude. Um, and I, I'm just wondering, like, I feel like, is this one of those instances that Gordon was talking about last week where he was uh, upset about people being on their outrage ponies? Where was it people, were people just expecting or hoping, maybe is a better word, hoping that AMD would ride in and say, like, here is 4090 performance for $1,000. You have given us everything we wanted at the price we wanted. And because they didn't get it, that's why they're so upset. Because I was really shocked by how oh. muted the response was to these cards. And it was almost like, it was like almost like Vega all over again, where they're like, well, you completely just, you know, whiffed, right? Like you totally underperformed what we expected. I was like, this is still a pretty good card, mm-hmm. y'all. Like, I maybe it's not everything we wanted at $1,000, but the market is saying you have to pay $600 more to get absolute top performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, $600 is a whole other graphics card. Like, 60% more. Yeah. It's like a whole other graphics card. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like I, I get that the people can be disappointed, but I don't understand why it's so muted, I guess. And I thought maybe you could answer this for me. Speak for the internet, Brad. <laughs> I'll go after Gordon. I, I want to point out though, because a lot of I do think a lot of the this is rooted in uh, people's frustrations and hopes that things would be the situation was 2017 or 2016 and it hadn't changed and it clearly has changed. But realistically, I'm at Newegg right now and I prefer Newegg to look at prices over Amazon because Amazon's engine doesn't give you any prices. They only give you what's in stock. Um, so Newegg, I think, is a more honest view of actual shipping products you can get. I'm not seeing 4080s for $1,200. They are all, you know, $1,400. Just one card at $1,300, 1318 is a PNY, but these are 4080, you know, add in boards, which are going to be the bulk of the market again. They are solidly $1,400 to $1,600 graphics cards. So I don't know if. If you could, well, obviously the the Radeons are immediately vanished off the shelves. But if you can really get it for a thousand dollars, if it's four to five hundred dollars less than a forty eighty, it seems like a pretty solid win to me. Well, I'm gonna circle back to Elena's thing in just a second. But first, since you brought up this topic, I just want to say 
speaking of adding boards, I also a review today went up of the X. Get a load of this name, the XFX Speedster Merc three ten Radeon RX seventy nine hundred XTX. I put that review up today. It took me quite a while. I was just copy and pasting that. I got sick of typing it. But uh, <laughs> it's a great graphics card. That card, unlike AMD, uh, goes the big heavy metal route. So it's got a big, long three-slot cooler like you'd expect to see in RTX 40 series cards. And the results are outstanding. Uh, it's dead silent. It runs 55 degrees under load. It has extra overclocking features and stuff like that. And I haven't had a chance to overclock with it yet. But from what I'm seeing other, other places, you tweak it, there is some potential for uplift. Uh, and it only has a $100 premium. So... If you are looking, whenever these cards are available again, for deciding whether or not you should get a reference card or that, uh, AMD's reference card has some advantages. It's smaller. It uses the two 8-pin connectors. This is larger. It uses three. It's, it's much connectors. larger, too. Yeah, Much larger. Uh, wait a sec. I actually put those no, right here. He's got it in hand. Yeah, I, I saw the photo, and I was just you like, oh, what's that? Bye. <laughs> do, do a ver- vertical, <laughs> vertical, maybe? <laughs> Yeah. Holy mother. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, it's much larger. And three eight pin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's substantially different. But even with all that extra heavy metal, if you can fit this in your case, uh it's beautiful. It's MSRP is ten ninety nine. So with that card you get something that's silent, you get something that's fifty five degrees under load, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it has a dual bio switch and uh three eight pins for overclocking. And it's faster than the 4080 by far in my tests. And tests from the other places were less optimistic. Not optimistic. They were less favorable than some of my tests were. But everywhere that you look, it's faster than the 4080. All that said, even with that $100 upcharge for that card, that card is still $100 to $200 cheaper than the cheapest 4080s. So that custom $100 premium is totally worth it on that card, and I would encourage people to look for that if you don't need the small form factor. Because the fans are kind of a, a little noisier, if you noted on that, on their stock cards. For the stock cards, yep. The fans, you can definitely hear them. I wouldn't call them loud, but they kick in like they kicked in the door. They're just like not going whatsoever, and then bam, hey, the fans are going. Uh, so you notice it. It's not a gentle up ramp. Uh, and my... My uh, unit, and looking at reviews, some other units as well, had coil one. So when things get particularly high refresh rates, uh, I definitely got some coil one on the reference card. That's but bummer. Dead silent on the XFX. But to get back to Elena's point, I think there's a couple of different things that people are kind of disappointed with this. <clears throat> one being uh, people have been drinking up the leaks way too much. Uh as is always the case, it seems, with AMD products, the leak hype cycle has been going crazy for a year or so. And I feel like there's a lot of overpromising there that didn't happen. Uh, why that's the case in the end result, I don't know. But again, that's part of the reason I don't put much value into rumors and leaks outside from things I can verify. Uh, two, I think AMD kind of shot itself in the foot with the reveal last month. Because when it came out and said, here's the... XTX running in you know, this selection of four or five games, it runs 1.5 to 1.7x faster than the 6950 XT. And for whatever reason, uh, in a lot of circumstances, virtually all circumstances, like that's not true. <laughs> hmm. it, it doesn't get uh, 70% faster than the 6950 XT did. Uh, so AMD kind of shot itself in the foot there. Did they? 
say like, specifically what settings and resolution they are running at for that to happen? You can you can dig into the footnotes and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it didn't realistically happen in the real world. <laughs> and, the, and the implication there is the games that they would show off then were favorable to it. And I don't want to use the term cherry picking because obviously I disagree with that that term. But they were <laughs> they were obviously very favorable. You you pick the ones that showed you in the best light. Yeah, but you also have to remember that's their job. Like that's AMD marketing. It's called marketing. That's the reason you want to wait for independent reviews. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess for me that's the like. I, I think we have some people in the chat who are you know saying that we're just defending the corporations, but my my confusion is genuine. Like this isn't. Oh, I've had all the dis- corporations yell at me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 for me, this isn't a disingenuous like, oh, gosh, like, you know, what about this? Like, but sincerely, because, you know, Gordon's pointed out in the show before that when a company as large as AMD or Intel or NVIDIA comes out and says, you know, we expect this, um, they've got their lawyers looking at that because they don't want to get sued. Right. So that's why I was yeah. just asking Brad a moment ago, like, what were the resolutions? Like, what were the games like? Because, you know, in those presentations, they're going to put a little asterisk somewhere and it's like these specific conditions, you know, this is what's going to happen. And that that may not line up with the real world, like how people are actually going to use those games or, you know, actually play. But that's and then Gordon's also pointed this out on the show before. That's why it's a little bit on us as consumers to dig into that. And I think that's why you, Brad, often say, like, don't buy super into the hype because you can accidentally this was me now inserting myself but mm-hmm. you can accidentally disappoint yourself because yeah. you start to equate it to things that probably aren't going to line up or actually are indicators that tell you where to actually pinpoint where that performance is going to be because if you look at dig into details and you're like oh wait they've gone super specific on this that actually implies that it's probably not going to be across the board whereas if they're you know they're doing something else with it that's more general then maybe you can expect to, for your hopes to like float a little higher i don't know it's just well, yeah, I think part of the go ahead. Adam. I was just going to say, I also think a, a, another part of it is that um, on the CPU side, the marketing has tended lately to sandbag to be like, oh, you know what? We're actually going to kind of, you know, hold hold back performance because may, maybe just because that that AMD Intel CPU, you know, uh, battle is, is a little tighter. So they it feels like they've been sandbagging some numbers and the numbers when they come out are actually a little bit better where here like, it, maybe they didn't sandbag. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it, like yeah, it just feels a little different. And I think that's part of the reason to be wary of rumors. Again, there's been a lot of rumors going around the past year. Like this is going to be twice as fast as our DNA two, more than that, et cetera, et cetera. And who knows if that was true at the time? That was originally the plan. But whatever the case may be, be it drivers, be it a bug, be it it just didn't work out that way, be it maybe there's something weird with the new multi uh, chiplet design. Like, maybe there's some oddities introduced from that. We still need to poke at it around to figure out more. But for whatever the reason is, at the end, it's nowhere near that. So be careful yeah. with the rumor. But, I mean, it is bad to <laughs> – because you want to set expectations to match generally what consumers are going to see and re- reflected in the reviews. So it is weird to see definitely not hitting that 1.5x and up in a lot of Yeah, especially of when it came out just last month. Uh but they did manage to do that with the XCX and a lot of my titles, the five, 50% uplift at least. Uh, another thing I think people about these presentations, I think people are used to throwing out NVIDIA's numbers at this point because Jensen always gets on the stage and he's like, oh, yeah, it's two to seven percent times faster, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone at this point knows he's talking about teraflops. 
or using DLSS and ray tracing and Octane renderers, something that's not directly gaming related. But people are disappointed because those AMD numbers were directly gaming benchmarks. So, <laughs> yeah. And then also, I, I would say you know, NVIDIA has gotten downright Apple like in opaqueness with its published mm-hmm. performance claims, right? I mean, it's like we're just, you, you, yeah. you just. And I think it's because they Where'd realize. You get that number? <laughs> well, because people just um, they they immediately dismiss it. So I, if I were in video, I like why do I even bother? Because you're not going to believe us anyway. You know, go out and read the reviews. But it's still frustrating because you look at AMD and you look at Intel. Like everything is spelled out. We run it this way. We run it this way. Here's the BIOS version on the board. Here's the settings. And Nvidia is practically Apple-like, you know, and 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 that is really kind of a, a bummer. Yep. It is. Uh... That being said, I think it's a great card still. So uh, I think the XT is a little less successful. And by a little less successful, I mean quite a bit less, depending on how you look at it. Uh, in my tests, again, my tests were slightly different from what you see around other places. Like my results were different. Everyone's results are different. There seems to be something going on with the drivers here. There's wild variability in gaming results. Uh, but in my tests, the 7900 XT only lost to the 4880 once or twice in oddball games and resolutions. In general, it met or slightly beat the 4080 for $300 less. So that's good if you look at it through that lens. Like, it's $300 cheaper than the 4080. Uh, virtually the same non-ray tracing performance. That's good, right? Uh, but then again, you could look at it like the 4080 is an abomination. That shouldn't have been $1,200 to begin with. <laughs> uh, the 7900 XT, I feel, I've been saying this for weeks, really should have been the 7800 XT. Uh, and if the 12, if NVIDIA didn't try charging 1200 bucks for the 4080, I have a feeling that 7900 XT would have been a 7800 XT going for at least two or $300 less. So I can get why people are less impressed with that part, because to me, the 7900 XT is basically a mirror of the 4080. It exists to upsell you to the next one up. Like you should not probably go buy if you're going to spend 900 bucks on a 7900 XT. Wait two weeks, save the extra hundred bucks if you're already in the market for a thousand dollar graphics card and go get the XTX. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm a little, I'm a little less impressed with that one. Uh, I think it's also worth noting that I had many more bugs than I usually do uh, during testing with these, which I chronicled in my initial review. Uh, several crashes, several black screens, uh, and at random times, sporadic times, like it was not reliably consistent. Aside from in Red Dead Redemption Two, if you're running at 1440p. With FSR balanced on, it'll always crash. Uh, AMD agreed that happens. That even happens on the 6900 XT. It's not just an RDNA 3 issue, uh, but they're working on that. Use quality mode instead. I had Hitman 3 crash several times. I had one really weird one run in Call of Duty where all of a sudden all the buildings did like this weird technicolor rainbow glowing thing, but all the people were still black. So if I was playing the game, it'd be awesome. I could snipe people from very far away. But very weird, seared my eyes. Uh, Tech Power Up mentioned that the multi-monitor idle state draws ridiculous amounts of power. Uh, 
So if you have multiple monitors, that could also be a concern. We saw something similar when RDNA 2 launched. It looks like it's back. So I've seen other reviewers also mention crashes and black screens. So it definitely feels like there's some driver work to be done on AMD's part here. Uh, that being said, during my testing and playing, I did have sporadic random crashes and black screens, but it wasn't enough to be frustrating, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like they're going to go away pretty quickly. I don't know. You can never bank on the future, but it just seems random and weird. <laughs> hmm. But these are great cards. It's funny because we're sitting here talking about all the negatives, but I really genuinely think for $1,000, the XTX is a much better option than the 4080. Uh, clearly, if you are all in on ray tracing or you really want to try DLSS 3 frame generation, which is a really cool feature, uh, it might be worth it to spend the extra 200 bucks to get a 4080 for you. Uh, honestly, I don't think the X, the 7900 XT and the 4080 are really worth considering buying is the way I look at it. I think their value is ridiculously bad and they exist solely to make the XTX and 4090 look better. And those two cards, I think, at their respective price points, are worth considering. Well, uh, check the, oh. check this out. I, I uh, just saw this. Um, well, actually, go ahead, Elena. Sorry, I mind the I guess my I guess my question is: I, I mean, putting aside the fact that um, philosophically, uh, one may be very against the idea of the forty eighty being at twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Putting that aside for a moment, would a forty eighty still be a better choice if you wanted that uh, better ray tracing performance? 1,000%. If you want ray tracing, go NVIDIA. If you want content creation, oh, spoiler alert, uh, tomorrow we have Equals Fox, Adam Taylor, uh, did a video yesterday uh, looking at AMD content creation chops, and he's doing an article version for us, for us which we will run tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned for that. He only had limited testing time, but spoiler alert, uh, you can actually kind of recommend it for content creators now, so AMD's made some big advancements in the media engine this time around. Would you but would you say you would recommend it over NVIDIA? Because to me, no. NVIDIA is the no. yeah, gold standard for content creation. No. And that's a that's a yeah. big advantage for NVIDIA there. If you want ray tracing, DLSS 3, or content creation, Kudos, I would especially. Go with yeah. So I, I want to ask Brad, because I mean, I do wonder if, because it does seem like we're sort of seeing some of those scores, you know, um, all over the place from different outlets. How much of this could be based on the platform itself, like the CPU people used? Because we're—I don't know—we'd have to look more. Uh, it would make a difference at the higher end, like because I my test bed setup. I do have a seventy nine fifty X now, but I didn't get it in time to completely redo everything, so I used a fifty nine hundred X still. Yeah, so, so that will depress the top end forty ninety results. What were you saying? Well, so the, the thing is, I, I just kind of was looking around to see what people used. Um, I will. I was looking at hard hardware, and they gave it a. Um, they just they. <laughs> they did a review on the XFX Mark Three One Zero Radeon RX Seventy Nine. Oh, that's what XT I reviewed. Yeah, <laughs> card today, but they gave it approved, and they looked like they they. I I'm, I'm just kind of skimming the results here. But they they did all their testing based on a Ryzen seven fifty eight hundred X three D. I looked over at uh, hubs, you know, review hardware unboxed. They their benchmarks are based on the fifty eight hundred X three D gamers Nexus. They are using a twelve seven hundred KF part, so uh, you know twelfth gen you know i seven part, not exactly the highest uh, clock part. 
Uh, LTT, I didn't see what uh, they use, but I believe they have uh, moved their test suite over to 13th gen. So brand new 13th gen i9, which is, let's face it, you know, it, it's a hot, it's a hot, and is a smoke and fast CPU. And then you used a 5900X. And I think the thing is, like, I'm actually kind of seeing a little bit of an interesting pattern there because we basically have, uh, what, two two outlets using 5800X3Ds, which are not exactly fast CPUs. I mean, they are. They're awesome when you are playing games that love that cache. If you are not playing games that don't love that cache, you basically have a CPU slower than a Ryzen 7 5800X, right? Because you're... It's a 4.5 gigahertz CPU. So it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just yeah, want to point this out point without, so I don't get into that. No, I, I'm only pointing that out. <laughs> and I'm not saying this. Right, do you mean, do you mean award winning 5,800? The award winning. And then again, it is, it is an, an incredible innovative. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm bringing that up because somebody pointed out because there's another great video that a hardware unbox did where they looked at Ryzen 5 7600X versus a Ryzen 7 5800X 3D. And that Ryzen 7 actually notches out more wins in the 5800X3D. And this person, you know, tagged me on Twitter and they said, well, what do you think? It's like, well, higher clocks on that Ryzen 5 part, better IPC DDR5. And not yep. everything loves that cache. So I'm kind of wondering yep. if we're just, seeing, we're sort of seeing this seesawing because you have a really, cl- you know, Linus and crew are using 13 Gen i9. You're using a very high clock Ryzen 5, which honestly, that is going to outperform an X3D part on the games that don't use that cache. Yep. And then you have ones that are using the cache part, and then you have Gamers Nexus with their i7. So I, I kind of see like maybe this is kind of where we're seeing this kind of weird results that aren't on there. Ryzen, I, I would argue that Ryzen 9 5900X is actually a really good platform it's to great. use because it's very high clocks. Yeah, I mean, there are some things that X3D does really well, but in the things that it doesn't, it actually is kind of a depressed score in some ways. So I, I, I think that's kind of part of what's. It seems like we're sort of seeing this weird. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, you when you look at X3D versus a high clock fifty nine hundred versus you know twelfth gen versus thirteenth gen, and um, I'll probably have to go look up somebody who uses uh, Ryzen seven thousand. But I, it feels like. As everybody moves on to newer platforms, it'll it'll get a little more even. But I think it's very yeah. valid. And if you're running, it a- definitely could be. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll- that definitely could be it. Like, if so, then this GPU is unusually affected by it. I would say, like, you shouldn't see that much variation. What I'm seeing out there in all the other reviews is weird. Like, it's weird because all of our reviews are roughly, you know, the same bindings, roughly the yeah. same level. But there's so much extreme variability that you don't usually see with this one. Uh, I also, considering the state of the drivers with all the crashes and everything, with uh, the multi-monitor idle issue returning, and with AMD moving to chiplet design for the first time ever, I just wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of weird driver things that need to get figured out. Yeah, no, definitely. that isn't. But I also think, I also think CPU and memory speeds could be playing part of this. Yeah. And now I, I want to point out for hardware Unbox again, I don't, I don't have all the review, you know, test beds, but hardware Unbox is using DDR4 3200, I believe. So I'm mean, pretty low latency. So that, that helps. But, and then also rebar P2 
because I've seen mm-hmm. my CPU testing versus like PC Welt. You know, I use NVIDIA. Uh, Welt uses AMD, and they got a better boost out of AMD because AMD plus AMD on rebar seems that makes to, sense. And again, so that's what that's, I have. I, yep. Well, you know? and it's funny. I, I I feel like we have the discussion every once in a while. But uh, Samuel said, I feel like all the reviewers should have tested with the, uh, brand new CPUs, either the seventy hundred X or seventy nine fifty X. But it seems that they did it wrong. I would actually counter. I want everyone to be using different CPUs because yep. there's so many people out there who have different systems. Uh, you know, and it feels weird for me to 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 look at a review and be like, "Well, this is a performance that I got if 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 I had a seventy nine fifty X and everybody just reviewed with a seventy nine fifty X." Well, it doesn't give me any indication of you know if I had a ninety nine hundred K, how would it work with that? You know, so I actually think there should be more variation in between that uh that that lineup personally. Yeah. No, and I agree with you because I mean, honestly, hey, by the way. To get the very best performance out of the brand new NVIDIA or AMD CP, uh, GPU, just go ahead and buy the brand new Intel or AMD <laughs> CPU to get that. <laughs> yeah. Just to add new motherboard DDR5 and, uh, you know, <laughs> $700 CPU to that. Not a problem. Yeah. Every time. And, and you all say that we are in favor or promoting the company's agendas. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> no, that's why it is actually, that's why it's so it's better to have diversity of reports. But I'm, I'm just saying that might be just the reason why things are so kind of wacky, wackadoodle here. So, yeah, uh, I will say the 4090 is the only thing I'd be worried about as far as potential CPU bottlenecking out of all of these graphics cards. Like you might see it a little bit with the uh, XTX because it does get really fast. It goes toe to toe with the 4090 in several titles for me. Like it's faster than the 4090 in Total War 4K. It's just as fast in Call of Duty, but that's a no AMD. <laughs> There's other ones like that, but. Uh, 4090s. Go ahead. Until the 4090 came out, there has been no graphics card in the decade or whatever I've been reviewing graphics cards that has made it so the last gen high end option was immediately CPU bottlenecking the top end GPU of the next generation. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it really just, and that's, it definitely is in a class of its own, right? That 4090 is yeah. like. Whew. Just smokingly fast. So, uh, well, a uh, friend of the show, BPS Customs, uh, is here in the chat, and he hey, says, I know uh, you. "Yeah, he 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 did his review uh, with a Pentium three to replicate real world scenarios." Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a video coming for you. You got to watch with uh, Ian Cutter of Tech Tech Potato. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I got something coming. But. <laughs> uh, I also do do want to point out, um, uh, Gordon, you talked about uh, looking at Newegg. I I looked at our our central uh, central computers, which is a a local uh, chain of of computer stores, kind of like Micro Center, but regional, I guess uh, is the way to describe it. And and guess what? N- not only are there twelve hundred dollar options uh, for forty eighties, uh, there are three different models that have price cuts. So today, uh, you, you can you can get fifty dollars off a of forty eighty on a Asus uh, and two Zotac models. How much? So fifty dollars. So. No, I mean, is it under twelve hundred? Total cost. What are the actual uh, costs on those? No, uh, what twelve sixty nine, thirteen forty nine, thirteen fifty nine. That's after the fifty dollar price cut. And, and but there are twelve hundred dollar forty eighties. They just didn't get a price cut. Yeah, no, that's kind of nice. Checking this small, you know, that's a, and by the way, Central Computer is a, they they do ship in the U.S., so go check it out. They if do some shipping. For, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a car that is not Newegg price, because all those Newegg prices are like 1450 yeah. so that is a pretty good price. But, but that, is, that is the first price cut of a 4080 that I've seen. So, 
Yeah. I, I don't know if, what that means. But. We're particularly blessed in the Bay Area, though, to have them because, yeah. I mean, they were a... They're no, they're no micro center, but... They, they were, they're not my micro center, but honestly, during the pandemic, like that's what actually kept me in computer parts when you couldn't get them elsewhere. Yeah, more regional players, and they are a regional Bay Area player, is, and your micro center is kind of regional in a way too, but smaller players are probably where you're going to get better pricing than, than the, the big e-commerce. That's kind of crazy that you're getting better prices. Yeah. It, it really retail. depends, you know, that's why you just have to be a savvy shopper and just look at all your options, you know, do do your best to see where you might be able to find something where you can save that $50, also known as uh, your sales tax in California, <laughs> not even. Well, not even. Yeah. What's not that? Even? We don't have that around here. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't you sound, Oregon. oops, uh, it doesn't sound so, I just dismissed that pop out, sorry, on the thing. I think I dismissed it for everybody. Oh no! Huh? Okay, good. Never mind. No. <laughs> uh, I. It sounds like it's actually a, a pretty decent video card. You know, especially I like when it. you consider I give it the their choice award. Okay, so I mean, you know, Hot Hardware also gave it a recommend too, right? So is the XFX XXX version. But I, <laughs> I I do think that people. I wouldn't say people are on their. They're not like oh, freaking out they're over like, it, but, eh. but they're like because uh, they they bought into the hype train. It seems like so, but it's yeah. still and also I think it's worth keeping in mind uh, the relative positioning of each of these cards. Because to me, this is basically I said this in the chat a sixty nine hundred XT all over again. The XTX is at this point it's the same nine hundred ninety nine dollar price as the XT was last year. And don't let the naming fool you. This is the flagship part. This is what the XT was last year, the 6900 XT. And it is behind NVIDIA and ray tracing. But at this point, it gets to 3090 levels of performance, which I think is acceptable considering what I think the industry state of ray tracing will be until the next console generation. Uh, And it is substantially faster than the card that it replaces at the same price point. So that's awesome. Uh, The XT is a card that should have been, I think, a 7800 class card and has much worse value. So the Editor's Choice Award is for the XTX, just to be clear. I'm doing a separate piece on the XT soon. I don't think the XT is worth an Editor's Choice Award. But I think these are both good cards. If you don't want to pay $1,200 for a 4080, but you want a new card and you're fine not getting the most cutting edge ray tracing capabilities. I think they're both worth the options. Like I probably would not spend $900 on that XT card, but I would definitely consider spending a thousand dollars on the XTX. Just, just like the 4080 too. Like if you could really get a 4090 at the launch price, then mm-hmm. you'd have to be crazy to buy the 4080 over. It feels like, uh, I, I have yeah. a question. <clears throat> the, the Delta between the 6,900 XT when that came out of a thousand and the 3090, I think is what it was up against, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Is is that is that closer or further away than the seventy nine hundred XTX and the forty ninety? If that makes sense, the forty ninety stretches his leg a bit more. It has a bit more of a lead, but at least in the results that I got, like at least half the time, like the XTX is right there with the forty ninety. But again, I'm using a fifty nine hundred X, so that might be depressing my forty ninety results a bit. So, but in general, it's significantly faster than a 4080 and comes within spitting distance of the 4090. I can hear some numbers right off the top. All right, let's see. At 4K, the XTX is 70.4 frames per second. 
the 4090 in Cyberpunk is 77. Uh, at 1440p, it's 149 frames per second for the XTX and 141 for the 4090. So that's faster. In Total War Troy, uh, the XTX is 126 frames per second and the 4090 is 121. Uh, in Modern Warfare 2, it's 121 frames per second for the XCX, 132 for the 4090. Like, it's not far off, especially mm. if you're not using a 7950X or a 13900K, which could potentially push the 4090 results a little further. Mm. Interesting. But I will point out that the delta between the 7900 XTX and XT is smaller than the delta was between the 6800 XT and the 6900 mm-hmm. XT. Okay. Uh do, do have a, before we wrap up the segment uh, we do have a, co- a couple uh super chats uh that I want to get to uh the the Pepperich gave us uh 11 euros and I don't know what that translates into dollars but the money machine spit out a 20 so I'm going to say <laughs> thank you. Uh <laughs> devil's advocate for discussion. Uh if the 4080 is cheaper, uh, you know, if it gets a price cut and it has faster, it's faster, cheaper, and less powerful than an RTX Titan 3090 Ti at MSRP while less power usage. Wait, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm not following your your devil's advocate. But thank you, free super chat. <laughs> so so maybe, 40, maybe reformulate it. Basically, I, 4080 over 3090 Ti. Yes, it it's essentially like. a. a, a an RTX Titan and a 3090 Ti that's faster, cheaper, and less power hungry. I think that's worth mentioning. We didn't mention that. Uh, the XTX and the XT, but especially the XTX, uses way more power than everyone expected. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, way more power than everyone expected. AMD made all these big claims about efficiency. Uh, the interesting things about claims like that with architecture is it could still be totally true for a chip further down the stack that is not pushed so hard on the voltage curve. Uh, but these may be more efficient, but they're like, they're 50% more efficient than last gen. But uh, no. <laughs> well, versus 4080 or 4090, how do they hold up? Because that, that's, I think, the bar that people... Uh, the 4080 is definitely more power efficient than the XTX. Huh. Uh, and let's see here. Uh, one sec. Let me open this. Up. Is that under a Furmark? Furmark? Um, no, it's not Furmark. That's under gaming load. Okay. I use uh, a racing game. Uh, so power use under full load. The forty ninety, the whole system, not just the forty ninety, uses five hundred and eighty eight watts. Uh, the XCX uses five fourteen. Hmm. And okay. the slightly overclocked XFX. Uh, Speedster Merc 310 uses 582. So those overclock models are taking as much power as a 4090. They, they, it sounds like they definitely, their mouth is not cashing that check. <laughs> Efficiency, it looks like. Hmm. It's fun. It's really, it's even more interesting to me because they managed to use the two 8 pin power connectors, but Nvidia switched to the 12 pin. So I just, I think they might have overshot that reference card design. It needs more power than it can give. For NVIDIA? Yeah. No, for uh, AMD. Like, I have no idea how. Like, I feel like the reference card could be doing a lot more if it was designed a little differently. I have a, just the way everything's shaken out, I get the feeling like they had some sort of weird thing pop up, like, in the last six months. 
<laughs> uh, well, friend of the show, Classical Technology, go over there and uh, subscribe to, to his channel. Uh, Tiago writes for PC World. Uh, he says uh, he went to his local Micro Center uh, this morning. They had 20 XTX and 40 XT uh, cards on hand, all reference models. The XTX sold out right away, but the XT was available still for a few hours. So wow. All right. That's uh, his yeah. anecdotal evidence. Yeah, and actually, you know, uh, based on the based purely on the fact that you can't buy an XT or XTX online anymore, that means it's a resounding re- success, right? Sold out. Sold out everywhere. Sold out everywhere because we know the 4080 was a complete failure because you can buy it on the shelves. Uh, and so a $50 price cut now. And the price well, cut. So. Well, graphics cards always sell out, even in the worst times and the best times. The last five or ten years, graphics cards always sell out on day one. Except for the 48. Except for the 48. Well, but I want to know is I don't. The one thing I don't know there is how many 48s shipped into the channel. So I don't know unless somebody tells me on the record, like, oh yeah, we we shipped half the 49. If if that's true, then okay. But until somebody actually tells me that, I can't make any determination. The only metric I know is sold out or not sold out. So. All I know is XT and XTX are resounding successes because it's sold out online. So <laughs> I do. All right. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. But before we move on, I want to point out some practical buying advice just for the way this generation is all shaking down. Uh, I think that if you've been waiting for years through this terrible, terrible crunch to buy in on next gen or get a new graphics card, like right now, you should be thinking about going and picking up one of those six to $700 uh, Radeon RX 6900 XTs or 6950 XTs. Uh, because with the way this stack is working out right now, with the 7900 XT being 900 bucks, with the performance uplift it delivers over the 6900, I wouldn't expect the eventual 7800 XT to be too much faster than the 6900 XT is right now. So if you're fine with its lesser ray tracing chops, I think as far as traditional gaming performance goes, going and getting one of those 6900 XTs or 6950 XTs right now it, before they sell out or start going back up in price is probably going to be the smart value buy of the next six months for high end. What if, though, the six, what eventual, assuming, 7800 XT comes out at that same price, though? Then wouldn't you just get something that had better ray tracing? Uh, the 6800 XT came out at 800 bucks. Uh, I just the way things are going, I would be shocked if the 7800 XT came out at the 650 that you can get a 6950 XT for right now. I was anticipating it to be more around 700 because it's because yeah. otherwise there's not enough for, to me. There's not enough separation between the three between the imagine three cards we're talking about here, uh, right? Because otherwise you'd have 800 900,000 and then I think at that point it gets too muddy you know for people to choose so I don't know I'm not a comp- I'm not a ma- major corporation mm-hmm. but I would imagine they would put it closer somewhere in the 700 range like if not 700 maybe 750 so at that point I don't know yeah. I was just kind of curious how you thought about that and if that's the case that's still more expensive than 6950 XT is right now it would pro- presumably have better ray tracing performance but it would still cost a hundred-ish dollars more than what you can get a 6954 today so then that would be a matter of whether or not you prioritized ray tracing. Yeah, and you'd have to wait another month or two, I would think, at the very least, to see where the, 60, the 7800 XT comes out at and what it costs. Yeah. 
we we do have some more uh, man on the ground reporting. Uh, Classical Technology said uh, for comparison, they had 150 to 200 4090s on launch day. Uh, and on the 4080s, they had about 100 at his store. That's a so. big difference. Wow. All right. And the, the, it, it lines up with, with what we've heard other places. I mean, sure, that that's it's anecdotal. You yeah. know, and it's not the companies coming out and say how 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 much, but right, and it's it's one point yeah. in time. You know, my my actual I have attack on to practical advice. Like I kind of think what's going to happen here is you if you have the money, go for forty ninety. If you're looking, you know, and actually the to me the XTX sounds like a decent the next step mm-hmm. down, like the second option on that. Like I want performance, but I can't find a forty ninety, and it's going to be seven hundred dollars more to eight hundred dollars more for forty ninety. But I kind of think everybody else, if you're really sort of set on a high-end graphics card, you know, next-generation features, I, th- I say wait a quarter, maybe even two quarters. Because mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen is AMD and NVIDIA really needs all the damn excess inventory to really shake out. It looks like it's starting to finally dry up on all these. There are awesome prices on those 6900s, but they are, of course, last generation. So I my thinking is you wait a quarter quarter and a half the 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 competition once they sort of get rid of the previous generation parts they can start to hopefully lower prices of these cards to more Mm -hmm. reasonable prices for people to buy and then you know more inventory will come in but that whole middle ground is you either buy old being discounted to get rid of or you just you just wait because there's just no options in that mid ground it looks like middle to high i mean classic you know 80 series high end, right? What I'm hoping is that uh, I don't know if it'll happen. That I think the XTX and the 4090 are fine where they are. They're flagship models, and they each have their own place exactly where they're at. I think those cards are fine. They're just the new high end card that didn't exist three years ago. Uh, I think the XT and the 4080 are absolutely terrible value, and this is companies trying to keep margins up and ex- take a lot of money from consumers in a time of weird economic and supply stuff at the same time but i think that those are just terrible value and don't let company problems be your problems like if it costs them that much to sell it that stinks for them i don't think anyone should buy the xt or the 4080 and hopefully nobody does buy them and in a few months we get price adjustments and things start to normalize a bit that's my hope no i agree because otherwise the rest of this stack is going to be Sorry. Like such bad value. The rest of this GPU stack for both sides are going to be ridiculously expensive, absolutely brutal if we don't start seeing price adjustments on them. I I think they will though because, you know, we're we're heading clearly into a lot more turbulence and turbulence destroys demand and you know, the one way to move it is to cut cut the prices, so Hopefully that happens. Well, I don't know. We do. We want them to cut prices because everybody's on the street in the in the bread lines. I don't think we want that. But. Well, I also think that as you go further, my personal opinion is that as you for, go further down the stack, you're going to have a lot more intolerance to infl- like inflation. Uh, you know, whether perceived or real to the prices, right? Because the thing is that when you're down in, at $300, going up $50 is just that much more proportionately of your budget than another 50 or $100 when you're playing the high end, right? Because, you know, Gordon said a lot of times when you're an enthusiast and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for $40.90, you're not going to, you're not going to quibble as much over an extra $100, 
maybe two, even if you just have to have that performance. Um, but yeah, when you're looking two fifty three hundred range, like that's the difference between nicer storage, better CPU, uh, you know, better case, that kind of stuff. Yeah, those are the choices you're making. Uh, some more super chats to get through here. Uh, friend of the show, Den Denvera one G one gave us uh two dollars. Uh, for some reason that it, it, it spit out a five, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> said, surprising that the sixty five hundred XT sold out, but the forty eighty didn't. Uh, well, different times, different cards. <laughs> uh, in intoxicated, yeah, intoxicated days. Uh, gave us nine dollars ninety nine cents, but it it gave me an extra cent. Uh, said, uh, has anyone tested the performance impact of Sam when pairing uh, Ryzen seven thousand with seventy nine hundred? Uh, I have not seen that, and I have not had the chance to do that yet yeah. because companies keep releasing graphics cards yeah. right I'm before sure. the holidays. I'm sure somebody <laughs> somewhere is working on that, so it'll it'll yeah. come along. Yeah. But it, it should yeah. it should be a nice nice bump for them, right? So, a uh, friend of the show broke Brad, uh, the counter to our rich Brad, uh, <laughs> gave us a, a twenty dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, that's that's why you continue to be broke. You keep giving the super chats. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Said uh, some reviewers have said the overclocking on the XTX is very impressive. Do you know if this is true? Uh, I do know that I haven't had a chance to play around with it yet. I do know talking to other folks in the industry, both reviewers and you know, inside the industry, that you can get these up to around three gigahertz. I know that uh, what was it? Uh, Tech Power Up had really encouraging results by overclocking and then undervolting it. They wound up getting huge performance increase in Cyberpunk that got to more along the lines of what people were hoping that card would be. Hmm. Uh, but that being said, Guru 3D also did some overclocking tests and tested four different games, and they found the difference between reference and overclock to be 3 to 8%. And even smaller when you consider they were using a factory overclocked one, so the difference between the factory overclock and then the manual overclock was even smaller than that. Hmm. Okay. More uh, testing needed. More testing needed. Uh, I'm sure the, there'll be follow-ups. Uh, friend of the show, VC Jester, uh, sent over $5. Thank you so much. Said, uh, are people confusing the leak and speculation video claims with AMD's actual claims? Uh, we kind of talked about that a, a little bit earlier. Um, um, can I just insert no, one comment to that? Please. I would say, and uh, I don't mean this in a in a blaming sort of way, but I do think that this situation does highlight the need to to be more skeptical and re- like really read what comes up on those slides because earlier in the chat a lot of people were saying like they said 1.5 to 1.7 and if you look at the slide it actually says up to 1.7 times right and when somebody says up to what they're really telling you is this might happen like once in a while uh, but it, don't expect it to happen all the time, right? And then there's a, there's a big difference between someone coming out and saying explicit, explicitly 1.7 or more percent, right? Versus they said to, it averages 1.5. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, and again, I don't, I really truly don't mean this in a like blaming, like, y'all need to read better, but it's more of, this is why we often on the show like promote the idea of being more skeptical when you see anything that comes out before the solid benchmark uh, results are available. Okay. 
Uh, Mike Quinton uh, just sent over a $22 super chat, uh, but it only spit out 20 uh, That It took that $2 away Your from me. Your printer's broken. I know, my printer's broken. <laughs> <laughs> i got to call up YouTube. Uh, thank you, friend of the show. Uh, said, uh, want to see these... You can call these... up YouTube. <laughs> yeah, God, I wish I could. Uh, want to <laughs> see these new GPUs in action other than benchmarks? Um, yes, me me too. Uh, Dakota Mike uh, sent over, uh, printed out a $5, nice crisp $5 bill. Thank you so much. Uh, said, uh, remind me, is there any significant gaming advantage on pairing an AMD GPU with an AMD CPU? Uh, we kind of talked about, there, about that a little bit. Yeah, there's smart access memory, which is the big one, which is basically AMD is the one who rolled this out first. They were the innovators here, uh, which is basically their special sauce version of uh, uh, PCIe resizable bar. And NVIDIA or AMD's AMD plus AMD implementation does get you higher frame rates than mixing and matching. They have driver stuff that it's more effective that way. Yeah, uh, helps own both. Yep. They also just, I haven't tested it yet. I don't know if it's actually available yet. It has nothing to do with gaming, but there is a uh, Smart Access video that they're rolling out too, which I hope to test with this new 7950X system, where it theoretically will help speed up encoding tasks as well. So if you're a gamer who streams, that might come out handy, but I don't think, I don't know if it's available. And if so, I haven't seen anybody review it yet. <laughs> uh, also, uh, a friend of the show, Bat Tech, uh, sent over uh, two Canadian dollars, uh, and that translated somehow to 20 US dollars. So I'll take it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> said uh, AMD claimed 1.7 per- performance uplift. They lied, uh, as we said yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, and friend of the show, VC Jester, sent o- over another $5 super chat. Thanks so much. Said, after the bulldozer lawsuit, you've got a better chance of King Charles cooking you breakfast than AMD making false claims. <laughs> I have no doubt that it's true. Somewhere. Yeah. In some scenario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, to, to finish up the segment, uh, I, I ran a poll for the uh, 7900 XTX. Uh, and the four options were bought one, trying to buy one, not interested, and outrage pony. Uh, <laughs> All caps. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, not interested. One at fifty-two uh, percent, which I'm a little surprised at. Oh, three hundred votes total. Uh, second in place was trying to buy one, twenty-one uh, percent. Outrage pony was uh, third place at nineteen percent. Some people said they <laughs> they did that just for fun, and then bought one. It was at eight percent. So uh, congratulations to everyone who voted. Um, I'm kind of shocked those numbers are that high for the trying to buy one and buying one actually yep. because these are thousand dollar gpus like hey, well, we, got, we got we got some hardcore people in the crowd oh yeah know. i like it yeah i like it <laughs> um, it just goes to show you how strong the enthusiast community really does is is on pc right because oh definitely yeah. definitely and and all friends of the show thank you um you know what else is strong is the budget gaming game by elena e Correct. Oh, yes. that's me. <laughs> you, 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 you do this uh, yearly article uh, that, uh, that we, we should tell everyone about. I, I think we usually cover it on the show, but you know, please remind remind people what this we awesome do. article is. When we are able to meet before Black Friday, unfortunately, <laughs> this year it didn't quite work out, and I think it was the same last year as well. It's just been crazy period, uh, both this year and last. But uh, since I started at PC World, which is like six years ago at this point, I would say. So this is my seventh time doing this, I think. Wow. Um, I, I, this is this is who I am as a person. I, I was like, six years ago, I was like, you know what? 
there's a lot of really good deals on PC components. I wonder what's the cheapest gaming PC I could roll with these deals. And so that's how the article was born. And then me being me, I got a little overachiever with it. And I didn't just do the like the most cheap PC. I was like, well, what about this price point? Or like, what about this? Like, what if I don't live near a micro center? <laughs> so there's like variations on it. This year when I was talking to Brad behind the scenes, he's like, yo, dude, take a vacation like take your holiday like if you're gonna have to work like over the holiday like just trim it back and i'm like i said to him i was like you know every year i say i'm gonna do that and i wholeheartedly think i'm going to and then next thing you know yeah. another four pop out so, yeah elena uh, can't miss good deal even if it's like oh no i'm working for this good deal it's really hard because it's part of me that always wants to say like but don't forget about this everybody and this is over here and this is like really great and so I get a little too enthusiastic about it. Yeah, it's my favorite have- piece every year of our Black Friday coverage for <laughs> I love reading that thing every year. And also, we have awesome people in the Discord channel uh, who post on the Deal Alerts uh, channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's a lot of good deals that come through. The fifty eight hundred, the award winning fifty eight hundred X3D hit uh, three hundred today. Uh, on yeah, Ant, Ant Online. So that's, that's wild. Yeah, eBay uh, coupon code plus Ant Online on their eBay store for the win. That is a killer Crazy. price. Yeah, it stinks. I just finished shopping yesterday, for Christmas, <laughs> so I'm broke until my next paycheck. I hope it holds out. Yeah, because you've been, you're still, you still got the 1800x, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could really use an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, so Elena, in in this year's version, you have four different PCs. Uh, I did get screenshots of all four, but I think the the main one is the definitely the draw. So uh, l- let me flash it up on screen, and and or do you want to do you want to preface? Uh, how you got to this before I, okay, I show it. So, uh, so I've gone through like a philosophical shift over the years. Like when I first started doing this, I, I actually wanted to, to see just literally how low I could go. And it was <laughs> like, it was, there was no, I mean, I did have some mild aesthetic preferences. Okay. Like there were some really ugly cases I could have gone for. And I was just like, no, I, I have to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> so it's not absolutely the cheapest PC that I could have built, but I just really wanted to see like, could I get down to $200? Could I get down to $300? And I kind of used that as the barometer for like how good the deals work. Um, and then there, then there came a point where there's only so many, uh, APU systems you can build without without getting a little bored. Um, so this year I went I went a little bit more for what people are actually building. Um, and so I had like I think it was like a five hundred range, uh, seven hundred range, eight hundred. Uh, 800 range sorry excuse me it started it started at 700 and then i looked at my price and i was like no i have to call this 800 that's <laughs> just false advertising um and then i actually still did like the cheapest pc just for just for tradition's sake but that's like at the bottom just for the people who've kept uh who've been loyal fans for the article for the whole series the whole run uh in general what i look for are are deals that are you know respectable things that i would recommend normally during the year but they do take they do cut a little bit of corners here and there which i think is realistic but i i try to explain that in the write-up i try to say like hey you know here i you know cut back on the storage but you know if i was going to actually build this for myself i'd probably do these things for upgrades if you can afford them you know here's what you would do for this uh, don't forget to file your mail-in rebates you know things like that so there are going to be things that people disagree with depending on your circumstances some 
people hate filing mail-in rebates. Uh, some people would never, you know, drop below a certain speed for RAM. You know, some people wouldn't use a particular kind of case. Things like that. Um, so there are there there are some things that I I do with these builds that not everyone's going to be on board with, but on the whole, I I try to put together systems that um, are decent for what they're going to do, and that it's clear what you're getting for it. Uh, that said, I think this year was a incredible year for deals for Black Friday, and one of the reasons why I get so angry when people are like, there are never any good deals during Black Friday. You should shop at other times. You know what they do? They just mark everything up so that they can like, say it's on sale. I'm like, my dudes, my people. <laughs> but do you actually track prices? Because there's really rare times of the year where you can do a whole system like this for this much of a discount. Yeah, if you're buying one-off pieces and you have specific parts that you want, yes, you're going to have to shop year-round. But if you don't have your heart set on this particular AIO cooler or this particular case or you know whatnot, you can do a really great system. And that's why I love doing this every mm -hmm. year. I can't wait to hear what you actually have in the system because last year <laughs> was so bleak. Like it's yeah. been a bleak couple of years, so I want to hear what you could actually buy this super, year. Super bleak. <laughs> yeah, um, it, was, it was add GeForce experience to your. Course, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you had to do. <laughs> I think gaming. that was the For winner gaming. of the best GPU last year, if I remember correctly. GeForce uh, experience. Uh, I I did not prepare adequately. I do not have this article up. Hold on one second. I I, <laughs> I want to pull. I you want to go over? I'll start the. Because to me, the exciting one Got is it. the five hundred dollar one. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and I, I cut it out in in order. So the five hundred dollar one is the first one. So and that's a uh, you want to do it or you want you want to pull I got it. it. So got it. the parts for the what I call the five hundred dollar ten eighty p ultra gaming PC, which is a big deal, especially compared to last year where your option was GeForce Now free tier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like no no slur on the free tier. It's just that you're not getting the thirty eighty like tier. You know, you're not paying for it. So CPUs, the Ryzen five fifty five hundred. Motherboard is a gigabyte uh, B450M DS3H micro ATX motherboard with Wi-Fi, which is actually mm. an important distinction because mm -hmm. those boards are a little expensive typically. Mm. Um, RAM is a DDR4 3600, uh, 16 gigs of that. And uh, to me, the uh, what is it? I can't speak French. Piece de resistance, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. um, is the RX sixty six hundred, which is currently our top pick for a ten eighty p ultra gaming card in our best GPU roundup. Uh, storage five hundred gigabytes, uh, crucial P three SSD M dot two SSD, a um, Cooler Master five fifty watt eighty plus white non modular power supply. That should make Gordon happy. Um, I didn't and know I there was like, a white. Yeah, I was like, "What? There's a white." White is just basically eighty plus, like no, oh. no distinction. But I think yeah. because I think to make it less confusing for people, they added a designation to it so they under people could understand that where it fell in the stack. Because uh -huh. I mean, real talk when they when I didn't used to have the white designation, they would just say eighty plus, and my first instinct would be like eighty plus what? Mm -hmm. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's there's no event. It's not even worth putting a color on. It's kind of like any <laughs> I mean, when you're first starting out, it's uh, it's maybe not so clear. So I think I understand mm. why I did this. Um, Cooler Master, Masterbox, MB11, or sorry, MB511, uh, Windows 10 Home license from our actual PC World uh, store. 
not as cheap as previous years, which broke my heart a little yeah, bit, I but know, I, right? like, I forgot I to talk to them to make the promotion happen when I'm doing this. Oh. <laughs> 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 it happened like two years ago and I was like, yes, I get to save $20 on this. Um, and you get bonus games this year with this. Like wow. if you, yeah, so the, um, the CPU qualified for the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection uh, bonus, and the GPU qualified for two free games, which was Callisto Protocol, or sorry, the Callisto Protocol, and Dead Island 2. This all comes out to a total of $572 USD before taxes. But hey, if you're Brad, or if you're living in Oregon, you don't have to pay sales tax, so you act, that's actually the price you're going to pay. Nice. Um, and that's great. Some of the notes on this that I thought were great in particular is that, for example, that power supply. Now, I'm pretty sure I read this correctly. I could be wrong. But I went digging through that um, the the tier list that uh, is out there that people like actually rank the actual power supply lines to see like if it's tier A, tier B, you know, how good the power supply is. And this, if I read correctly, this actually is in tier B. Which is higher than what you see for a lot of those mm. budget, like just general eighty plus type power supplies. And I was like, that's a pretty good power supply if it's like being ranked up there. Um, the SSD is our is our current top pick for a Gen three SSD. Again, the RX sixty six hundred is our top pick for uh, GPU for ten eighty p gaming. Uh, the solid. It's six hundred bucks, but it's solid. Yeah, like the motherboard supports RGB and ARGB fans. It's got headers for those. So if you want to later down the road add some like amazing unicorn puke, which I love, <laughs> to the build, you can do that. Uh, it's a solid airflow case. Uh, and there is the Windows 10 license included in the price. I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. Everyone's always like, where's the Windows license? Well, I got one. It's in the price. <laughs> so <laughs> you well, if you go Linux, you'll save another fifty bucks to get closer to that fi- actual five hundred dollar mark. Um, if you are a person who has a free license that you can upgrade Windows to, you also don't have to pay that. And if you're a person who has other priorities in life, I guess you also don't have to pay for it. But I, I'm not going <laughs> to condone that. Yeah, you can also that. you can also de- <laughs> if you're replacing a PC, you can deactivate it on that PC and get it activated on the. PC. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying there are also people who just you know. Never get around to activating their copy. <laughs> or you can buy an old I, version of Windows. I yeah, I I I'm not going to say anything about that. You uh, sorry, Lena. Uh, we did we did get our, our our first comment of the year saying, uh, or you could just buy a console at that price. Sorry, just had to say. <laughs> Honestly, this is one of the few times though that I would say like you can't beat this with a console. Do this. You know, I'm very much about do what works. I love consoles. I I, I think they're great. They're hassle-free. But if you want those bells and whistles, like if you want to crank up everything, like at 1080p, like this is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, the, the amazing thing to me is to get RX 6600 gaming uh, in 500. And let's face it. It's 500 and some change, you know, depending. you Because there's things you can cut off a little bit. But that's a real gaming box that... Any person who two years ago would have killed for just to be able to get, and you couldn't. And the fact that you can do this for 500-ish dollars is amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's great to upgrade some of the parts. Like, you're still in the $600 range, and I think this is an amazing PC for that 
price, right? Like you get a one terabyte storage drive instead, maybe maybe up add a a better cooler, CPU cooler instead of using the stock included one. Um, for me, who loves browser tabs, add some RAM. But I mean, honestly, it's pretty yeah. I'm really I'm really really glad that we did this after the 7900XDX segment because I think it just mm-hmm. goes it illustrates. The fact that, yes, there's a lot of hand-wringing and outrage ponies at the high end, because that's what's getting put out right now. But at the more affordable thing range of things, like uh, companies are feeling the crunch. The PC industry in general is way down this year, so they are incentivized to make some moves to do stuff. So for the first time in two or three years, like PC gaming is back on the menu, boys. Yeah, <laughs> and it really, to me, the problem is if you're an outsider looking in, you go like, wow, it's bad because these 40 series, because everybody was so angry over 40 series prices and all this stuff. But that's only at the high end. Yes. For everybody else, it is just the best time ever. And the perception, people need to tell people, look, if you wanted to build a gaming PC right now is a great time. It's going to be it's going to be great for the foreseeable future because they got to get rid of this inventory. And you know what? It's a, it's a buyer's market again suddenly for the beginner at the lower end of the, of the, of, of gaming PC gaming. So I think people who were, yeah, they were unhappy. They couldn't get a 40, 60 for $350. Okay. That may not ever happen ever again, but to be able to get a really good gaming PC for $500 is, is, is actually pretty impressive. I would say so. Last time this happened during black Friday, I want to say it was probably 2018. That was after the last blow up too, right? Yeah. So yeah, like this is a this was a really great year for people to build. That was the era of the hundred dollar RX five eighties. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this is <laughs> this box would would crush anything from the twenty eighteen era. I mean this sixty six hundred is much faster. Would you go the next step up the eight hundred dollar one? Sixty seven hundred. Mm. Okay, so. I'm going to go slightly off topic, but it relates to this. I was so excited. So I'm like, it was like the weekend, like the Sunday, right? And I'm just out doing my like weekend things, my chores, catching up. And I get this message from an acquaintance that I know on Facebook. And it's just this picture. The first message is a picture. And I was like, those are gaming parts. Like, and I like zoom in. I was like, I think I know these parts. Like I recommended these. And like the next message was, Hey Elena, I saw your, your article that you shared with us and I got so excited about it because I've always wanted a gaming PC and like this was a really good price for it. So I decided to do it. And I was like and I'm just like in a hey, sidewalk. Yeah. I'm just like, Yes. I thought it was more like maybe you got a deal and it's like, you know, when Batman gets that call, oh, quick get to the back cave. <laughs> No. This, this was, price is down 20%. <laughs> Somebody I know actually built this PC. And actually, Adam, looking at this, I was right. During Black Friday, it was in the 700 range. But on Cyber Monday, some of the prices floated up. And that's why I hit $800. Uh, but it's still a great price for this PC. So the so during Black Friday, this was seven fifty six. Um, I, this list is, I think, a little tweak, uh, tweaked because I had to update it for Cyber Monday. But on Cyber Monday, what we're looking at here is a Ryzen five fifty six hundred, uh, a 
B550 board. So that's an ATX board with uh, Wi-Fi, although I made a boneheaded mistake and I accidentally linked to the non-Wi-Fi version. So for everybody who followed my list thinking they got Wi-Fi, that's my bad. I'm super sorry. It was There's a lot of moving parts in this article <laughs> um, and I made a boo-boo there. Um, another 16 gigs of DDR4 3600 RAM. Uh, graphics card you get a boost now to you're going up to a rx 6700 and then uh again the p3 crucial p3 now one terabyte because i figured if you're playing this range you're not going to want to mess around with the 500 gigabyte drive um an upgrade on the power supply because you need more wattage compared to the other one so this is a thermal take smart bm2 650 watt 80 plus bronze psu uh a cougar uh, mid tower case oh I've got a one going off here. I don't know where it is. One second. Wait, there's a deal coming in. Nope, deal, deal alert. Windows 10 Home uh, OEM license again from the store. And again, you get the three bonus games from the CPU and the GPU because AMD really wanted you to buy their parts during the holiday season. They were doing <laughs> discounts and game bonuses this year. So for um, either 756 during Black Friday or 804 on Cyber Monday, you got a complete PC, a really nice, I think, 1440p gaming PC, and three games to play with that PC. So, I mean, that's pretty decent investment there. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, real quick. I just Somebody on Discord, please make uh, an emoji of, of Elena with like a Batman <laughs> costume like <laughs> there to, was to a, the deal mobile yeah to the deal mobile batwoman there was yeah. a batwoman in the original series too right oh yeah there was yeah no i know it was batgirl because it was 1960s so, yeah you know. e- either either way now I now i just love I, I, 2020 <laughs> riddle yeah. me this batgirl should i buy the 4090 <laughs> for 20 percent over msrp yeah uh, and uh, uh, Fluber Jobby uh, says uh, you should do you should actually build one of these systems and load SteamOS on it uh, to to see how it how it does. Uh, that that would actually be a cool, cool idea. Years. Yeah, we've done we that. Did that. I think twenty twenty though, where I actually bought the parts and I built it, but it was like an Athlon system. So this is this is what I mean. Like we had an Athlon system for twenty twenty because that's how terrible it was. And then last year it was just like straight up like I'm just doing G No GPUs. Yeah. yeah. No, there's APUs only. But uh, he also Fluber Jobby also asked another one that I think should be brought up. Is that five hundred dollar gaming PC better than a Steam Deck? Hell no. Nah. What? <laughs> This thing would, they, they're completely different use they're cases. They're completely different yeah. use cases. <laughs> it would, but if there was one I would want, it'd be a Steam Deck. Uh, I would disagree. No. no. For <laughs> your computer. Yeah, no, because you Steam Deck is a, no, no, is no, no. a he, mobile. He, he, did, he didn't say if, if you didn't have a PC. Oh, got ya. If I already had a gaming PC, I'd yeah. get a Steam Deck. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, no why just, would you? If, 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 yeah, if, if, if I didn't have a PC at all, of course I would want this. Uh, yeah. My advice, like, if you have, like, somebody who's been bugging the hell out of you to get a gaming PC, and you're like, you could do a Steam Deck versus that $500 PC, I'm going to be get that $500 PC 99% of the time. Steam Deck is awesome. Great innovation. This is going to give you the PC the gaming experience that people want, which is to sit in front of a monitor, 
headset talking to their friends mouse keyboard and that's you know i mean it's not even that for me it's just like i need a functional computer first and foremost <laughs> yeah like well, you know yeah. to, to do work you, on you don't do taxes yeah. you don't do yeah. your taxes yeah. you, you can do your taxes on a steam deck you know? i mean according to <laughs> you boarding can. you're not able to do your taxes on the steam deck uh final notes for this particular pc the one thing i would do personally is upgrade the gpu sorry not gpu the psu the power supply because i feel like when you're investing in a system uh, especially the higher you go it just makes sense to have something you can really really rely on and take with you through even a couple builds if you need to Uh, and i feel like if you're in this range it's more more likely you can afford to do that i think if you're playing in the 500 range it's a little bit tighter it's not always feasible but i think if you're spending around 800 dollars, 750 800 dollars, you can probably kick in another 30 to 50 for a better power supply if you wanted to mm-hmm. and you don't even need to spend that much more honestly typically or in black friday um and then, you know, standard cabinets like better cooler if you wanted it and all that. But this system's nice because it supports PCIe 4. So if you wanted to do faster storage down the line, if you're putting in, you know, newer graphics cards, you, you know, you could be, you'll be able to support that. I think it's a really good, solid foundation for some upgrades down the road. Um, that's, that's a big reason why I want to upgrade my 1800X. Like, yes, it's a slow CPU at this point anyway, comparatively, but... It doesn't have PCIe 4, it does, so it doesn't have PCIe rebar. So that alone makes it great. Yep. So those are the, the, the main two that, you know, the stars of the show. And then me being me, I was like, what else can I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> and so for the cheaper the cheaper seats, uh, which is completely valid, you know, maybe you have somebody who doesn't really game as much. Maybe you have a kid that you are starting them out in PC gaming, but you don't necessarily want to spend a ton on that for them. Uh, maybe all they play is Fortnite. Well, I've got a sub $400 Fortnite gaming PC here. Uh, as you might have guessed, for most people, this is an APU system. So this is the 5600G with the the gigabyte motherboard I mentioned earlier in the $500 build. Oh, um, on, on on the website it said 4600G. Uh, no, that's that's the that's you you just spoiled the next one. But okay, cool. Oh, did I? Uh, yeah. Guess you did. Oh, I, never, I, I went in order. You, you oh, skipped oh, ahead. I did. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me do the Fortnite build. Spoiler alert! I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought Fortnite um, build was the last. So, Ram, you're dropping down to just one stick of DDR4 3600. Uh, so that was kind of a philosophical debate for a moment for me, where it's like, mm, do I do dual channel, uh, you know, for a better performance? Because, you know, the APU is going to be relying on that. But I chose to go this route because, one, it is it was actually cheaper. And, two, I feel like uh it i don't know it was kind of like one or the other so if you wanted a dual channel performance you could have gone this route. i chose this because i'm thinking uh if it were me i would just go for the 16 gigs because it's not that much more expensive and then you have the dual channel thing but eh, it was also there's a lot of moving parts in this and i was just like i gotta make a choice were there no Gordon specials? You know, I case plus power supply. I do not. I specifically do not look oh, for those because, there, like I said, there are there are there are certain standards that I no. refuse to go below, and that no. is the floor. That is that is now beyond the basement. That is just too much. Because that, that's much. I don't know. 
That's it's not saving money 70, if things go up in flames and you got it. Yeah, that outrage is a representation of after he built using one of those throw-in power supplies last time. <laughs> Just. Um, uh, let's see, 500 gigabyte uh, SSD. Again, you're still getting that crucial P3 that we recommend as one of our top picks. Uh, a Cooler Master 450 watt power supply, but also, you know, supposedly in the higher tier list for or higher tiers on that list. Um, Airflow case, the Windows 10 license, and you still get, you don't get the GPU bonus games, but you do get that Uncharted game. So, I mean, if you're, if you're, kid or whoever you're building this pc for is not a Fortnite person they still have something else they can play and again like we've mentioned in previous years this will pair with geforce now so there are other ways around performance issues if you're running into them uh but i i think i saw somebody saying with their 5600g they were able to play tiny tina's uh was it wonderlands mm-hmm. uh on like you know low or like medium settings 720p resolution so it's not like this is, i mean obviously it's not like oh my god 1080p gaming ultra but you are still getting gaming off this pc and you're saving sp- like 150 bucks compared to the final dollar build really i spent a good long time gaming at 720p resolution just because i couldn't afford better graphics cards and as long as you're not used to the higher ones or as long as you're fine with getting used to it like yeah the gameplay is honestly- matters you can get like 720p monitors for like free off of Craigslist, and because people are upgrading and they have these old things, and so when you have the monitor that's actually paired with the resolution coming out of your, you know, graphics card or in this case the APU's like integrated graphics, it doesn't look as quote unquote bad, like because it matches, right? Mm. You're not doesn't get the blurry downscaling. Yeah, or it's not like that big on your screen, mm. so. Uh, let's see. Uh, moving on, the cheapest, the actual cheapest gaming PC build, and this one was kind of hilarious because it shows you uh, how delirious or distracted I can get trying to keep track of everything. Because uh, this year, I was like, I gotta make it on Black Friday. There have been years that I've like slid past into like Saturday because I was just so busy with other coverage, and I was like, no, I gotta hit Black Friday. I publish it, and the wonderful people in Discord, Kaz MC, friend of the show, Kaz MC, is like, Elena, are you missing graphics in this PC? And I was like, oh, please, yes, I am. Hold up. I got to fix that. I will point out I did not edit that article. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I finished it kind of late and Brad's like, dude, I got to go. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I appreciate you trying to hold time for this. <laughs> so somebody else did it. And uh, that person, I would have noticed missing graphics. The graphics. I know. That's all I meant by that. Uh, but that person, I think, is somebody who... Uh, in general, will look at my articles when I do this and go, oh, God, there's just so much. Like, you know, I'm just going to proofread this, you know, and I'm like, it's fair. It's like a holiday weekend. So anyway, originally, I picked the 4500, which has no integrated graphics. Oops. So I had to change over to the 4600G, which has integrated graphics, which was originally an OEM only part, if I remember right, but it's now mm-hmm. available. Uh, apparently for purchase uh, for DIYers, and it's a bit tw- it, it, it raised my price, so that made me cry a little bit, <laughs> but still managed to stay under uh, you know three fifty. 
uh, chose a slightly cheaper motherboard because uh, I wanted to shave the price as much down as much as possible. So no Wi-Fi on this one. Again, I only have a single stick of a DDR4 3600 RAM. So again, not getting dual channel uh, boost in performance. So something to keep in mind. Uh, went down to a SATA 2.5 inch SATA SSD to shave off some more money. Um, Kept the same power supply as the Fortnite build. So, I mean, that was $22 after mail-in rebate. So that's I mean, pretty freaking cheap for a power supply. <laughs> uh, went with a cheap case. Honestly, this year, the cases disappointed me. Like, I couldn't find anything under, like, in the $35 range. And some years, I can usually get a decent case for 30 to 35 But some years, it just doesn't pan out. Windows 10. And then, again, because it's a Ryzen part, you get... Uncharted, so you're still getting a game with this. Uh, whether or not you can play it uh, directly off the APU is a different story. But again, there's GeForce Now. If it, I don't know if Uncharted is on GeForce Now, but you'll have other options. Uh, and the total cost comes out to 344. So I mean, if you wanted to go for a gaming PC, the cheapest you can do is 344, which is actually higher than other years that I've done APU builds. Really, but. 44 is still not a bad price for a complete gaming PC. That's great for the state of the world, I think. Yeah, and you know, I I think a lot of people don't realize, but for kids that are used to, again, they're happy playing Intel integrated graphics. I mean, old Intel integrated graphics, too, on a laptop. This is a big step up from that in performance. I mean, I I guess clearly OS is going to be the thing that's going to, set people off because it seems like a lot of money because there are cheaper options ways to get a little cheaper so you could sacrifice yeah. it for the ram but you know but i i i have always done these builds and so i forgot to mention this in the i would call quote unquote ground rules right so i mean we i put this we are aware of the many ways that people get operating systems right but we work for a company that is a an established brand like we were respected is a very respected journalistic outlet and so there are certain things that i will and won't recommend officially right like if you were to talk to me offline like i am fully aware of the other ways people do things right um but i'm not going to go out and say like hey do this thing so you don't have to pay 50 dollars for a license for windows i'm just going to say that if i were to do it on the up and up this is how much it's going to cost how yeah. you choose to do it, how you choose to follow my recommendations or not is your choice. And I don't say that with any judgment. It's just, you know, like I am just in a certain position and I hold myself to a certain standard when I when I write these up. It is I mean, you know, Microsoft has been they really don't seem to care anymore these days. They they, they also really don't seem to care. I've, so I've been buying these legit Windows professional licenses for like twenty five dollars from you know, like when they go on sale for twenty bucks, I'll buy like four of them. So just to stock mm-hmm. up on them, so yeah. It's been crazy. Uh, also, I, I, I like I actually do want to try this out, but like running SteamOS, like if if you know somebody is just going to game on it, running into SteamOS like is actually like not a bad deal. Like you don't have to touch Linux, you don't have to go into the operating system. It boots straight into to SteamOS. Like a, no, like if, if you if so. if you're just going to play games on it, like I I don't think it's a bad option either. Well, but I I just kind of think that for if you're if you're building a box. For a kid, you know, they're going to want to, they're at some point they're going to go, I want to play this. And then, and then you're going to have this problem where it may not be the best experience. Well, I mean, at some point they're going to want to game at like 4k and like, sorry, (laughs) 
No, because you're <laughs> doing it on a three hundred dollar gaming PC with an APU. Looking to pick up a gaming PC for his young child for around five hundred dollars. So something like this would be great. Uh, I was thinking of the Steam Deck, but he really only wants to play Fortnite, and that's not natively supported on the Steam Deck. So that's the kind of things you do have to worry about. Right. So why? That's that's really tough. So. I mean, there there, yeah. there actually are ways around it for Fortnite, but yeah. No, point oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you want to go over there and figure it out for that kid every this two kid weeks going over. Yeah. You know, it's, like, yeah. it's just... Oh, also, I think I saw something in chat uh, where somebody said that uh, we should explain the concept of mail-in rebates to the Europeans. I guess oh. that's not a thing in Europe. Uh, I think it was uh, the Pepperich or Pepperich uh, who said this. Um, so the concept of mail-in rebate is... I wouldn't call it a scam, but they're definitely hoping that you forget to file the rebate. So that's how they get to keep their money. And what they say is, hey, so if you buy this particular item at this particular time, we will give you 10, 20, 30 dollars, however much money back. But what you have to do is fill out this form. When you get the product, you have to cut the UPC code out and like attach it with tape or whatever their rule is to a piece of paper the form and then mail it all in and when we receive it and we process it then we'll send you in the old days this is how far back i date we'll send you a paper check so you got cash back uh nowadays they'll do a prepaid like visa card or something uh and so the the thing is is that the process usually takes like up to two to three months the turnaround can be pretty slow. And so you have to stay on top of it, not just making sure that you file within the window because they'll say like, you have 21 days to file this from when you uh, when you purchased it or you'll have until December 31st to, to postmark this. And then on top of that, you have to make sure that they send it to, they send the money to you, that they received it, they processed it and they send the money to you. So it, there's more work involved with it. This is a really good way to, like, in the old days, it used to be really common to see a ton of rebates. It's kind of fallen out of favor if you don't see it as often now but it is a way to save a decent amount of money like you can save anywhere from another 20 to 80 dollars sometimes there's more on a build like this during black friday and a lot of people don't like to do mailing rebates because of the the extra work and the hassle Uh, but i like them partially because (laughs) what happens is that this is me being me again but what i'll do is that i'll say like okay i've got 20 dollars back i know i can spend it at target or best buy so i'll I'll, like i'll buy like a target gift card with that so like i won't lose the funds and then i'll leave like or i'll buy stuff with the card and i'll leave like maybe a couple dollars on it because what you can do with that card at that point is you use that to sign up for trials because that way they can't charge you if you forget to cancel the trial in time oh that's a good that's that's a good elena hack that That is a really good That's a good one. Sorry. You're no longer the deals ninja. You're the, uh, yeah, it's, the, the, that's the, a good one though. I like that. And then screw you because that's, that's you basically. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Bob Jones says Elena is a gift card scammer. It's true. No. <laughs> you know, you could just buy a gift card just to sign up for trials, like a $20 yeah, gift card. And then, I've done that. That's a really I good, mean, we should have nothing but Elena hacks. What? Like, this you have is, to pay for a gift card. Like you'll pay a $5 fee to buy that gift card sometimes. And I'm like, forget that. I get money back. I get, I get to save money on this item and I can have an extra use for this uh, mail-in <laughs> rebate card when I'm done with it. Would there be like a Christopher Nolan version of this? Like uh, with the Elena? a movie like you said it's just like you know dark but like 
like my like my family couldn't afford to feed my like my baby sister and so she has this horrible condition and so now it's my life mission to save people money so they can afford better <laughs> life probably uh it's it's like that uh what is that bane quote um yeah, I, you, you think deals are your ally? You merely adopted the deals. I was born with them. You know, I, the thing is, because a lot of people, everybody hates Chris, the TV show, the Chris Rock show where they had, um, I can't remember his name. Terry. Chris Rock? No, Terry. You know Terry from Terry Brooklyn Rock? Nine-Nine? No. Yes. Yeah, well, every, you know that. Oh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews came in for yeah. kind of a joke because the dad from that show was like totally like the cheapskate because it's, you know. And so people would print out his picture and put it in their wallet to remind you, like, okay, this is not a good deal because it's Chris Rock's dad. But you could you could take Elena's picture, put it in your wallet, and like, oh no, I can't buy it. It's like not a good deal. <laughs> okay. Actually, I need to see if I should return that SSD because I don't know if I really should have kept that. <laughs> I I see somebody in the chat who says like I must be doing this trial stuff because I'm signing up for shady stuff, and I'm like, and I'm not actually. It's just like. It's like the Washington Post or like here in San Francisco, the San Francisco Chronicle, like newspapers will say like, hey, if you subscribe to us for like, we'll give you a deal. It's like 99 cents for six months. And I'm like, sure. But they make it really hard for you to unsubscribe. And so just to save, just to like cover my tushy on that, like I will just use like a trial card or something like that if I can. Not every service will accept prepaid cards, but a lot of times they'll do. And that that keeps me from having to worry that they're gonna suddenly charge me a hundred dollars for a subscription because i couldn't get them to freaking let me cancel <laughs> nice well yeah I, I i do love uh these yearly articles and i do think in the future we should go back to, to actually getting one of them in and building it uh that would that, yeah, be pretty fun um but uh we need to move on because uh brad does have a a an out so feel free to uh sorry to get out of here when when you, you need know. to brad um but uh, i i do have the first question that comes in just for brad oh, uh so i'm going to switch over to the viewer q and a if you, if you have a question get them in the chat at pc world so i can see them easier uh or if you're listening to this or watching it later um get over to our our discord there's a link to it in the description and there is a full nerd questions channel over there that you can drop them and hopefully get ready uh in the following episode but i guess it'll be it'll be next year um first question comes in from uh adam patrick uh murphy uh and asks uh uh brad is a g um d- does the uh does a gpu need to be discrete in order to be a gpu or is an integrated gpu still a gpu it's still a gpu because it's a graphics processing unit but the graphics cards are the add-in boards Okay, so a, a GPU is still an integrated graphics is still a GPU. Integrated graphics is a GPU. Graphics cards run on the GPU in the center of them, but graphics cards are technically a separate thing, but they're used interchangeably. Would you Would you agree though? Like John Petty does not count. He breaks out discrete GPU. Do you think? Because mm-hmm. when people speak of GPUs going on sale, would you include? Mm-hmm. Anything with no. an integrated graphics, right? So that's that just, yeah. So Adam Murray is wrong. So. Well, but integrated. <laughs> no, Brad, Brad said integrated is a GPU. So it is complicated. <laughs> it's not that complicated. It's not <laughs> that complicated. Yeah. Sorry, it's just a, you know. A, a, In fact, a classically, question. again, discrete GPU is got its own memory subsystem. So even in KB like G, 
the APU that was built in there was considered a discrete GPU because it had HBM memory on it. So, but you know, okay. All right. So integrated graphics, not a GPU. Yeah, that's integrated graphics. Okay. Integrated graphics are a GPU. <laughs> I'm so confused. Now. This, this feels like no. do, you, do you get it or no? Are you, are you joking? No, no. I, I'm I am I'm actually with Brad that a uh, integrated graphics is a GPU, but Gordon very very strongly against it. So it is. I I would just because I understand when people there's it's like the argument people have I had had with people 4K is it because it's not actually 4K it's 4K UHD. But you know what? Nobody calls it that. So you just simply adjust, you know, like when people use like, it's, it's ironic. It's, it's, you know, you can be an English major and go, well, actually, that's not what our, you know what? Everybody uses ironic in the Atlantis more set way. So let's just use it that way. Okay. GPU is a discrete G, a shorthand for discrete GPU because. Yeah. If I was talking to somebody online or in the real world and they say, I'm looking to buy a GPU, they mean graphics card. Yeah. So. You wouldn't steer them to any CPU with integrated graphics. That's just simply not. It's just not. <laughs> I didn't have that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, wait. So we need to retroactively go back to uh, a couple years ago when uh, the, the 3600G uh, won best GPU and. And wipe it off the face of the earth. Wait, no, 2200 G. So it's 2200 G, and then there's 5600 G that won again. But Brad was more on board with it that time because of the pandemic circumstances. Yes. Well, but now it sounds like it needs to be wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> it's wrong. Okay, it's wrong. Things, I'm sorry. It's just I'm simply sorry. wrong. When you're, I have, so I have a, a friend, his mom called the, the desktop computer the CPU. You don't correct your mom and say it's not CPU. Actually, mom, it's not. The-. He's just like, okay, whatever. I know you mean the whole box. You mean like, I mean that's just wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, Gordon's essentially just uh, down on a belt in his head. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out whether I should return this SSD or not. <laughs> um uh, VC Jester says can we can we get Elena's best disapproval face right now so he, he can crop it for an emoji. I don't know if I I don't even know what my disappointed what face is. Cuz it's like, you know what it is? It's it's like a uh what's a good one? It would have to be you got to think of something like is not deal. What is the worst not deal? Like in the in the history in this entire you year what was the worst not deal? A, imagine a, imagine buying a scalped 4090. Oh, yeah. Or a 5600X for 300 bucks. Or, or Scalp 4080. <laughs> that was like the loser scalper. I don't think face. I think oh. this is just my sad face. Yeah, that would a, be the sad. Don't buy it. Don't. Don't, don't you do it. Don't you do it. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so on to some real uh, questions. Um, da, da, da. I've seen uh, and, a friend of the show, Andy WH2000, over on our Discord, uh, ask, uh, I've seen so many reviews comparing RT performance of the XTX to the 4000 series, but I'm curious how it stacks up to the 3000 series, or do you think it, this is a question we should wait to answer until FSR 3.0 is released? I don't think that's a question you should wait until FSR 3.0 is released, because uh, who knows when that's going to be and what it will be. And FSR 2.0 and 1.0 are already available now. Uh, one of the things that actually really impressed me while I was testing these cards is just how widespread FSR is getting. It used to be when I was doing ray tracing and upscaling testing, 
most games only supported DLSS. But this time around, I have four or five games that support ray tracing and upscaling, and there's only one that didn't support both. So yay to that. Let's hmm. please see more of that in the future devs. Like, give everybody their options. Uh, but if you go to my review, uh, I have full raw ray tracing numbers in the ray tracing section, comparing it against 30 series and 40 series. So uh, TLDR, the 7900 XTX, is roughly on par with... 3090 between a 3090 3090 ti kind of level which to me i mean that's pretty acceptable even if you're like okay you know i don't care that much about ray tracing so i don't need to buy a 4080 i can get by with an xtx having 3090 levels of ray tracing and then you add fsr on top of it is a reasonable reasonable thing to me okay uh bet brad feel free to to pop out whenever you need to uh, we got a couple, yeah. couple more questions here. Um, uh, friend of the show, Dakota Mike, uh, sent us over a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Said, uh, I game at 1440p high refresh rate. I have a 5800X and a RTX 3080. It doesn't say 10 or 12 gig. Uh, but it says, question, I, uh, I can't muster any excitement for AM5. Is there any reason for me to upgrade my CPU? For gaming? No. I don't no, think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think the, ROI is there, so return of investment. I mean, yeah, because yeah, you, you could always theoretically spend more to get more. Like, if you just go buy top end everything, you could get a little bit more practical performance. But in the real world, like, you got a rock and rig, stick with that. That's a great setup. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, and to get into AM5, you're talking about not just the new CPU, a new motherboard, new RAM. I mean, you're talking about, uh-huh. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just a drop in thing, eh, you know, like a 5800X to a 5800X 3D or something. You know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. You're talking about a lot of money just for a very small uh, return on investment. <laughs> yeah. And, even, and most even, games aren't CPU bound either. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. you, you might see the argument for an X3D part, but I just don't think. You're talking 300 bucks, which is, I mean, if you could unload your 5800X for 280 and it's $20, it might be worth it, you know, but I don't think, I don't think that, that yeah, 5800X that's is significantly bottlenecking the 3080 at 1440, regardless in the vast majority of games that you're going to play. Uh, yep. And then, uh, oh, I, I missed a, uh, $10 super chat, uh, earlier from, uh, Den Vera one G one. Uh, thank you so much. Said, uh, uh, Elena is right. Uh, people are fine with the 6% increase in the six, 600, uh, millimeter. I, th- I think it was nanometer, right? I don't know. Uh, of the 90 class card. The problem is the 272% increase in price for the 300 millimeter, 120, 92 bit class. Uh, the successor for the yeah yeah so yeah the mid range is getting just crushed yeah I mean if yeah. is that even a mid range because we're really talking eighty yeah. series cards you know we That's actually had really... a question about that in chat I don't know if I'm jumping the gun Adam but for your list here but no, go for it. somebody did ask like what we thought was the starting point for high end these days and they <laughs> said is it seven fifty is it higher uh-huh. like where does the high end really start now these days. I think it depends person to person. I think you will find people like the extreme exclusionists, like someone like Gordon, I think of in my head when I think of that, who would say, <laughs> you know, it's like $1,000 these days to get in high-end graphics. But to me, like for practical people, to me, $500 is still a high-end graphics card. Yeah, like if you yeah. ask 95% of people on the street, 500 bucks for a graphics card, so you high, I can get an Xbox for 2 bits. Well, that used so. to, $500 used to be high-end because that's what you... Yeah. But that, we're, we're talking... Yeah. Five six years ago, 
And then even then, really, it was only because of that weird outlier with that, you know, 1080 Ti. It really six six hundred dollars was kind of like really the kind of high end. Now yeah. five five to seven is what it was traditionally for me. The high end is really just expanded now, right? So it's 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 a which it's I'm fine with. In theory. I'm fine with Nvidia offering, uh, you know, take no prisoners forty ninety. We do everything monstrously for sixteen hundred bucks for the people who want to spend that. But what stinks is that it is expanding the rest of the. You know GPU lineups as well. Then now we're getting twelve hundred dollar forty eighties. So I don't like that part of it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this is. It's just we've seen this in other sectors like cars. the 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 options and flavors for high end, very very expensive cars are crazy. You know, like in like a truck, it's eighty five thousand dollars, right? They're not going to really spend a lot of time servicing low end because the money is not there. The money is the profits are all on the high end, and that's that was kind of the effect of the supply chain thing. And I don't know how long it's going to mm-hmm. take for that to settle in again. So, yeah. I have maybe one more question in me, Adam. Okay, uh, <clears throat> uh, here's a good one from uh, Great Mighty Daddy over on our Discord. Uh, oh. Question about CPU cooling and TDP. On paper, both the 3900X and the 5950X have the same TDP of 105 watts. At stock speeds and use, no overclock. Would the same cooling solution for a 3900X still be adequate for a 5950X or any other CPU that has the same TDP rating? Or is there more to it than uh, that as far as power draw, thermals, and other factors? Well, technically, there is more to it. There is more uh, also, to it, but re- technically, it's the same. So, real quick, they're they're saying uh, they're they're thinking of upgrading from a thirty nine hundred X to a fifty nine fifty X, and they have a three and a half year old uh, one hundred and twenty millimeter AIO. You know, arguably, you're pushing it a little hard. You know, older as a as your coolers get older, you know, some of the liquid is you know evaporated out of it. Um, I would say you should be fine because. You're looking at AMD versus AMD. AMD 105 TDP is the same as AMD 105 TDP, so you should be fine. If you're going to sit it? there, yeah, I mean, you're not is looking it? at... I mean, for those gens, yes, maybe, but I also feel like we've seen this change somewhat with like the most current gens, where like the TDP has more of a, um average or a kind of a uh, a, a ballpark of what you'll see at like certain loads but like there are going to be times where some of the more powerful chips are going to be turboing past that and i i feel like the 5000 series is a little bit more power hungry if i remember right than the 3000 series Not that so much. i don't know if a, a tdp of 105 watts is strictly the same between the two i would think you'd see you would know more obviously you would see no difference honestly and even and even with the 7000 series it seems like most of it's just misunderstanding of how the you know but if you're looking at 5000 versus 3000 same socket same cooler and let's be honest if you're you're probably not going to be sitting there rendering blender all day on all cores for 12 hours a day so mm-hmm. i think you're you're probably fine with it challenge and accepted I think you you would be fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too much. The only issue is if it's a really really old rad, you know maybe it's yeah. just kind of, and you know that was probably a little undersized honestly for for those chips of the day. You know, yeah. 120 millimeter was always pretty 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 marginal. I think my practical advice here would be: you already have an existing cooler. Uh, mm-hmm. Buy the new part. See mm-hmm. how it goes. 
if mm-hmm. it doesn't go as well as you hoped, save your pennies for a couple of months and buy a new cooler. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think what's going to happen is that it, even though theoretically it's probably going to put out the same amount of heat, I think the performance impact is going to be different, right? Because, I mean, yes. you're, you're talking about way more cores. You're talking about if, if it starts to heat up, it, you know, e- even if it heats up to the same amount as the 3900X did, maybe you're it's going to scale back clocks. Maybe, you know, like your, your performance. Are you going to sustain it as hard? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but well, but I'm thinking, I mean, if they're thinking of moving to a 5950X, they're probably going to wanting more cores. So for, for what they're doing, if you're really going to be pushing all core workloads, like I don't, I would Maybe. not like the 120 millimeter, but I mean, if, if you're thinking of just, you know, Oh, just, you know, I, I game and, and I want to swap out CPUs. Yeah. That's, that's different. Because uh, gaming, yeah, yeah, whatever. But if you're talking about all core workload, you definitely you should, you should, you, yeah, consider that. So yeah, I would say it was always a little undersized for that anyway. But yeah, you, I'm with Brad. Just just run it because mm-hmm. yeah, be- benchmark gonna- before and it. after. Yeah, prevent be- benchmark before and after, and yeah. uh, and see how it goes. So. And I, you know, why would you throw away hardware that's bad? It just doesn't. I mean, that's good. It's, if it works and it works for you, don't worry about it. Yeah. If yeah. you're gonna like throw 150 dollars at five percent more performance then that's probably not worth it speaking of working i unfortunately have to stop doing that and go pick up my daughter from school so goodbye everybody thank you brad (laughs) thanks brad um we got a question from a friend of the show vc jester uh so i just heard wendell friend of the show from level one text wendell uh pronounce noctua as nachua in a video uh what is the proper (laughs) pronunciation oh i actually don't know you know I already researched this. Oh, good. I, Please. The, the most obvious answer to this is to simply go to the official uh, Noctua YouTube channel and listen to how they pronounce it there. And the, the, the spokesperson has a pronounced British accent, so I don't know if that influences it. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. sounded to me in multiple videos when I was listening to it that it did sound like Noctua, not Noctua. So with with a hard T, Tua, Noctua. Noctua. And I would just say from German pronunciation that I would say like Noctua. So. Yeah. Well, he, he spells it out Na, N-A-H, Chu, C-H-E-W. No, I understand how you're. I understand how how was. I'm just saying that based on where the company is from, based on their official YouTube channel, I would say that Noctua would be the more correct one. But y'all can listen in for yourself to their YouTube channel and tell me what you think. Huh. But, you know, it's a they're based in Vienna. Vienna. Well, they speak Austria. German. Yep. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, why would I trust somebody with a British accent to pronounce it correctly? That makes zero that's, sense. That's, that's a th- that's would be their English pronunciation. But I can also say, uh, based on German pronunciation, that I would go for a hard, more of a hard K sound than a ch sound. Okay. Uh, I'm just wondering because you know, like Asus, 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 Asus. Huawei, Asus, Asus, Asus. Actually, eight bit do. Uh, people always correct me on on those videos that I've done on the controllers because they're like, no, it's eight bit dough like Nintendo, and I'm like, nope. I've talked to the representative multiple times and asked them, how do you pronounce that? And they said eight bit do. <laughs> so really, so it's eight bit do. Yes, yeah, because it looks like it. It actually it, says it, yeah, I, I, do yeah. 
Well, but eight bit dough, you know, like Nintendo is how what people are wanting to to say anyway. Um, <laughs> good question from friend of the show, uh, Liquid R, over on Discord. Uh, with the GPU tariffs possibly returning on January first, do you think Nvidia and AMD will increase prices to maintain margins, or do you think they'll maintain their current pricing to keep them from scaring off consumers? Wow, I never even thought of GPU prices going up. <laughs> so, I hope not. <laughs> I would think they are going to see what each other does because <laughs> yeah. they, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sure they actually realize that they are clearly pushing the boundaries. And then, if you actually start to damage your customer base, your market, then you have to back off. So I don't know. I really don't know. Right? What do you think, Elena? I have been talking to chat. Sorry. <laughs> do you think prices are going to go up with the uh, tariffs? Possible tariffs. I think it's a distinct possibility, but we'll have to see how that plays out because you never know what's going to come down the pipeline. You don't know what, I guess, I would say I, I have no idea what the lobbyists or the companies are doing, talking to their Congress people about, you know, what's up. Hmm. Yeah, so it could very well go up. Buy your buy your cards now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, oh, yeah, here's a good one from a friend of the show, mostly running at stock. What do you think is causing the secondary market of RTX 3000 series graphics cards to dry up and increase in price? Uh, the only thing I can think of is the inventory is not as excessive as people thought it was, or at least they think because it I, I thought they had claimed that by the end of yeah. this year is yeah. when the, the inventory was going to get. Yeah, out. I mean, Jensen himself said in the press conference that inventory should be in much much better shape by december and it's december now so the cards have been drying up for a while there are some theories that they're just simply going to take those and convert them into lower you know just laser off parts of it and turn them into lower end parts that could be at play here but it looks like you know high-end 30 series cards are actually starting to finally you know go away so once that happens, prices go up, and prices have have not gotten as cheap as I hope they would be. I think I was looking at earlier was thirty eighties were about six six seven hundred dollars new, and that was like if you're lucky. Most of them are like higher than that, so it kind of it kind of it points to, and you sort of assume that once those what were the previous high end cards goes away, that we actually see the actual high current generation start to come down in price a little bit, so. We would hope. We don't know. Again, you know, you've got you've got tariffs. Maybe they build the they build in the tariffs, right? So you you lower the prices, but the tariffs are kind of built into it, so it doesn't really get that much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh here's a good question from friend of the show Dark Helmet. Um how many of us uh, and I I guess we can maybe speak to Brad, uh how many of us are using Windows eleven on our daily driver PC? Zero. Yes, zero. <laughs> And does it count if I have? I mean, I guess it's not my day. Your, da your daily driver, the the one you do most of your stuff on. I guess not, because but I do use it because I have to be familiar with it for yeah, yeah. PC world work. Yeah, yeah, we all use it. I mean, I think on on staff, Mark Hawkman probably uses it. As yeah, he probably driver. uses it. Oh, he has to. Mark, Mark loves Bing. Mark is definitely using Windows 11 to be familiar with it. But and Brad, I I, I don't think Brad is. Is he? Love no. you, Mark. I I can. I'm gonna guess. Mm, no, 
It's probably what he's not because <laughs> most people his, just is his don't. test bench is his test bench Windows 11. I don't think he's moved over yet. I oh, okay. I have moved over to Windows 11 for all CPU testing as of earlier this year because I've done this I've done this rodeo many times. It's going to end up being there. Whatever Windows 11 ends up in its final form, we'll all end up there. So you just you can't avoid it for testing yeah. for actual everyday use. No, I'm not. Well, it's the, actually the, kind of follow up question. Uh, what's holding you back? Oh, the interface. The interface is absolutely atrocious, right? I mean, please tell us more. No, because the, the start menu is just trash. And I don't understand why this is so hard for Microsoft because you go all the way back to Windows 1, Windows 3, Windows 3.1, 95. They've always, you know, the start menu has always been sort of like it's the the DNA of Windows, and I don't understand what the hell the start menu is in Windows 11. I don't even know. Nothing ever shows up. Nothing. It's just, it just, it's an absolutely horrible start menu, right? To me, that's the, it's a deal breaker. There's a lot of other things that I actually really like about Windows 11, but the start menu is going to be the deal breaker. It's, it's almost worse than Windows 8 in a way. Right, because it just is less functional. A, Dang! Wow. I mean, that's a that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> it's a, no, no. I mean, at least Windows eight. Yeah, it was weird to go from desktop mode to suddenly this whole touch. I understood why they did Windows eight because the world was over. We would all be using i iPads sitting on the lawn. Right, that was what all the the analysts were saying. <laughs> Tablet future. I understood why they did it, but I didn't like it. But at least when you press the start button, you're you knew where things were. Windows 11, <laughs> like you don't even, it doesn't even like, where the hell is it, right? I just installed it. Why is it not showing? I, I, I don't know what, like they are so lost on the start menu there. And somebody needs, you know, because I can tell you at Microsoft, you have two camps. You got the ones, right? They're, yeah, what? Are they lost though? Yes, they are lost because <laughs> in any large corporation, anybody, especially as big as Microsoft, you have a camp that's like, this is wrong, this is wrong. I hate it myself. There are people at Microsoft that do not like it and hate it, and they are being over, over somebody else is deciding, no, we're going to stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. And then finally one day, that other camp, they, they're gone, and then the other one's like, look, let's fix this, because... It's unusable. It's actually unusable, right? I mean, that's I the reason why so, the start so menu was unusable in Windows 11. Not I'm to mention saying, the fact I'm, that... I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I think Windows and the priorities that Microsoft has for Windows 11, if I was to be charitable or to take a stab in the dark at this, is that they are trying to make it easier for people coming over from Mac OS. Oh, Jesus. Because the layout... The layout is more similar to the dock I, on Mac OS. I, I, I get that, but I also feel like it's, it's how many how many of users are actually going to be impacted in that I'm way? Not I, I know, I, I totally idea. get. I think yeah, that it's the same company that did that weird funeral commercial for <laughs> the iPhone when they came out with their Windows phones. Okay, like I'm not saying yeah. that that would be the most uh, advantageous I, move to make. I, think, I would just say that maybe it's possible they're trying to mimic that uh, just because so many people like Mac OS. Maybe they're trying to pull people over. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in the meetings over there. But that's the most charitable thing I can think of outside. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it's just like, yo, what are you guys thinking? What are y'all thinking, period? Yeah. No, I don't I don't agree. I think that's a made up. 
That's a made up conspiracy theory. I, I'm not saying conspiracy. I'm just saying I'm trying to give, be charitable about it. <laughs> I, I will say, though, I had totally forgotten that Windows 8.0, you would hit the start button and it would completely re- change the whole the whole screen. Like, yeah, yeah that was that was worse. That was worse. <laughs> Than, than Windows 11. Well, no, I mean, because I have heard that too, where people say like they want to be more like Chrome OS and they want to be more like Mac OS. I don't get it. It makes zero sense to me. I, I, I yeah. just don't. I don't believe that. I unless somebody actually at Microsoft says, yeah, that's the way we. But I just think it's just like there's so many like UI things that just every day just piss you off, and I think that's a real problem for them because it's just. But I, I, I but yeah. I can tell you there are people at Microsoft that will every day. They use it and they will just piss them off and they hate it. And it's because they don't, they're not, they're, they're not, they're not driving the show there. And then one day they are, because it's exactly what happened with windows eight is like, they tried to stay the course. And then finally we ended up where we are now. Right. And then it just always goes that way because that's the way it is with any big company. Yeah. You know, forces that don't like it and they don't like it. There's definitely people who don't like it. And I know some people, the smart start menu works on Windows 11. I can tell you it doesn't work for me. And the fact that everybody really, really dislikes Windows 11, I think a lot of that is because they, they got to, they got to, we're in a staring contest with them. And they just, if they change that one thing, because honestly, all of the hate for Windows 11 is also misplaced because Windows 11 is just basically Windows 10. Right with improvements, we're gonna get there. But I, until then, I'm not. I'm never gonna use it on my because I don't want to. I just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, they. It's not just the. It's, it's not just the start menu too, though. They definitely made some early missteps. You know, where they like took out things that had been like decades long present in like context menus and things like that. Yeah, so no, it's that- really messed. Like it really messes with people's muscle memory. You know, like I mean, it's one thing. This is what I hate about Microsoft, like they or companies in general. They feel like every time they need to do a UI refresh, they have to rearrange everything, which completely messes with you if you have really long-standing muscle memory. It's very annoying. It's it's like really slows your productivity for at least the first week or so, if not more, if you can't just get on board. I, I there. I know we're done talking about deals, but one of the reasons why I love Slick Deals so much is because they still have their like early 2000s interface available to people. Like they don't force you onto their new UI. I am still running the same interface they had in 2005. Right, yeah. It's just easier for me to navigate. It doesn't look modern, but I'm happy. No, I get <laughs> it because you don't want to. You don't want to change things, and, and you know and. I am actually on the record. I understand the changes made to Windows 11, leaving legacy hardware behind. It's a really, really hard one to go, but security is very important. And I get all that, the security stuff baked into 11 and going forward. That is something I, I can agree with, even though it fundamentally breaks one of the, one of the, one of the pillars of the PC. I I understand it, but the whole start menu, I'm not going to do it. It's like, no, I just don't. I don't get it. You know, and I ran Windows 8.1 for a long time because I was too lazy to, to change PCs. But I just, Windows 11 is just like, yeah, the context menu, like there's nothing like right mouse clicking on something and then right mouse clicking some more. Like what the hell is like, that's like that <laughs> stupid that? thing on the, that's like on the Mac. It's like, how do you right mouse click? Can I use the right mouse click button? Oh no, you press one button and then you click again. Like what the hell? And you know that it's just, the thing about Microsoft is I know what will happen is they will blink. Microsoft 
will blink on that. Oh, for sure. They won't, they are not going to pull an Apple where it's like, no, you can either, you can do it our way or, or you can leave. That's just the way it is with the Apple land. So I think, I really do think that they are going to do it, but no, that's the main reason I'm not going to use Windows 11. Until I, then, start 11, I think it was called. Start yeah, but that, so much money off of uh, that. But just, it's just like with, I never ran that in Windows 8 either because it's like I could have just stuck with Windows 7 at that point. Why would you bother to? It just, Windows 8, I still have an old, old Surface that is stuck on Windows 8. And it's actually kind of cool to use because you're like, wow, this is crazy. Mm, classic. It works really well on a touch device. It's just <laughs> desktop PCs no. are generally not touch devices. I, I mean, mean you, I remember at Max PC, you used to have that touch actual like monitor that was a touch screen monitor. And you were showing it to me. You're like, yeah, this works pretty well. And I was just like, mm. <laughs> well, if for, because, you know, I understand what, I mean, I could give them why they did it because Windows 8 was designed for the future that everybody was predicting which was going to be touch tablet the ipad killed the computer and you had to do it and i understood why they did it um they did they did back off of that eventually because it turned out that hey by the way the pc killed the the ipad or the the pc killed tablets windows actually ended up winning and killing tablets in a lot of ways because tablets are like it's like you got ipads which are doing great you got samsung and then you got these like five dollar, you know, fire tablets, and that's it. Like the entire <laughs> tablet market is dead. Right? It definitely did not end up the way that all the analysts thought it would be. Right? The PC ended up winning, so I, I, I get it, and I just don't see any upside to that Windows 11 interface. I don't understand it. The centered thing, okay, whatever, stupid insult to your entire customer base, but why, why make that? How do you even get, I still like, I don't understand it. Like you install things on Windows 11. It doesn't even show up on the start menu. And then you do the search. It doesn't find it. I just, sorry. And yeah, I'm, I'm fine with a lot of Windows 11 things. I think it's going to win. It's the future. Believe me, you don't, you don't win. Microsoft always wins in the end. You run the latest version at the same time. I'm going to do that staring contest with them. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Well, I mean, and the thing is like, yeah, Windows 10 still not end of life. You know, I mean, the the thing for me is like, I don't have a reason to move off of it. Windows no. 10 still works for what we need. The, the only, the only outlier, which we actually did do a video on, I haven't posted yet. The only outlier was we've heard from many people in many different situations that, Hey, if you're on a hybrid CPU, 12th gen or 13th gen, you should be running Windows 11. Yeah. Gor- now Gordon tested this. We did a video on it. I just need, I need to edit it. I'm, I'm running out of time for the year. But, yeah, you, you'll be surprised by the results. Yes, you will actually be surprised by the results, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, any, that's some, oh. yeah, the more I'll say to that. Um, so, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Let's, uh, let's do a final one here. Uh, it's a good one from a friend of the show, David, uh, over on our Discord. Uh, Gordon... What is the newest laptop that still has a built-in optical drive? Can can you find wow. it, please? Yeah, they they were they they were trying to look on this Discord, and I was like, oh, you should totally uh, put this in the the question chat or in the 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 question channel because I wonder if Gordon knows what the oldest one is. Um, I guess Ziv uh, found a couple of laptops with 10th gen CPUs from uh, 2020 that had uh, optical drives. But uh, no, no, no one else found anything newer, so I you, you should go on it. the hunt for the newest laptop you can find with an optical drive. I think we've actually finally gotten past. You think so? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, here, here's what you should do. Use the power, use the power of, of Gordon Mong, uh, reach out to all the contacts, HP, Dell, Lenovo, all those companies and be like, Hey, what's the newest laptop that you have? Or we can ask at CES. Maybe we do that at I, CES. We should search for one. I think oh, you know what? We should make that a, a video. We should make that a video. We should make that a video. And I think people don't understand that um, the reason why vendors have put in optical drives, even though most of us haven't really used them, especially in a laptop for years and years and years, they do it because customers have wanted it. Uh, I have been told many, many times by all of the, the, the top you know laptop makers that we put in optical drives because... It's by request. A lot of people have a lot of DVDs that they want to watch on their laptop because for some people, that's their portable, you know, entertainment machine for kids. And they, the, the request is you put in an optical drive. So last time I think I actually saw one in person was, it was probably been around KB Lake days, I think. And they were all, they were always, they're they're often always in lower price machines. Yeah, you I'm, I'm thinking of that Acer that we recommended for the longest time. I yeah, think like it's like three hundred, four hundred bucks. It was like chonky. Yeah, I mean, even those, even those, I, I know, you know, you still are getting them, but they're older. They're also in tenth gen machines because you're not putting newer, more expensive CPUs in them because they're always sort of aimed for entry level markets. Um, you know, people who really need a, a machine that can do it all and DVDs that you own or DVDs you don't have to pay to stream, right? So there is a real demand for them. I do wonder, though, if with 13th Gen coming that it's going to be over. Like, are, are we finally going to see it? Or will they just kind of, well, we'll still sell. It was 10th, 10th Gen is still affordable, still serviceable. They may, they may still offer them. But I definitely will. I'm going to be seeing a lot of OEMs. I'll ask them whether optical drives are dead even for you we know, should we should do that we should make markets. it we should make a video see if yeah. they're they're willing to go on but i've not on seen camera. one in a long time at this point especially because you know they like to push premium builds and it's often in you know sub 400 hundred dollar laptops that you see it yeah usually they bring the the high-end stuff uh i i have a question have you ever seen uh a dvd drive in a chromebook no yeah i, I don't think i have either and i'm sure it works i mean did you roll your own Chromebook? <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm trying to to, to browse the uh, Amazon uh, best selling laptops list right now to see if any of those because a lot of those are pretty like entry level uh, over there, and I'm not, I'm not seeing anything. Well, I mean, if I do, let's go to HP. So I'm just actually we're going to do this because I we're doing this live. I'm very interested. It. We'll do in this. it live. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you're going to see it. I just kind of think, yeah, I'm, I'm, man, I, I, ugh, man, somebody, uh, on, uh, in the chat says a, a Fujitsu, there's a Fujitsu life book, a 3510, but that's 10, It really is. I think it's coming down to, it's just the bitter end. It's finally the end for optical drives, even on, on laptops. That's crazy. For the mo- that's my guess. Are, are we going that way with uh type a ports as well? No, no. Type A's will be around for a long, long time, as well as you know, uh, barrel chargers at DCN because it's just it's just cheaper. You, there's definitely a USB C charging is more of a premium, although it's come down a lot. So, 
I think we're getting to a point, though, where USB-C is getting pretty common. So I wouldn't be surprised if Type-A starts floating out in maybe another five years or so. Yeah, I, five w- years. I would say at least five years. Cause I, and I would hope it would not go away because it just it sucks when you don't have it. It really does. to live without it. it <laughs> oh, just, my God. <laughs> every time, time we're at a trade show and you're like, oh, crap, does anyone have this dongle? And you're like, yes. And you're like, do I have the ports for it? <sighs> yeah, every time that... You think a, a, a legacy port is going to go away? It feels like you add five years to your, your prediction. So probably ten years from now. That long? Right. That would be a really good run for it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Type A is yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. I I can't see. I just can't see it going away. And <laughs> when when, when I mean point? going away, like optical driver, like you will not like you can't find them at all. Period. Are we going to have a point though in like five or six years where you're complaining about the fact that Type A is still around the way that you complain that ATX is still around? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. I think the the reason for type a and and again so i guess by that if you're saying five years from from now i'm saying add five years to that so if by 2032 that's probably when it's going to be like okay it's gone you could probably see type a going being gone by 2032 because that feels like about the right time for it but there's still new uh type a ports being made though yeah, three, no. three, two, you know what I mean. So, like, I like, yeah, I, I feel like. I mean, the port is the same, but the spec specifications keep in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, up. sorry. The, no, yeah. Type A has not been updated at all. Uh huh. It's three, what? three, two, or what is it? Three point two Gen two by two, whatever. Yeah, but that that spec I mean that came was out last last year. No, so like twenty two by twos. It's five years old, four years old now. Really? It really oh. that was the last update to Type A. Everything is USB C going forward. The oh, future so, so is about Type C. Does USB yeah. four have a Type A implementation? No, there is no. You cannot uh, do. You okay. cannot do USB so maybe that's, four over Type A. Maybe that's the end of it. Then crap! I didn't realize for some reason I thought three two two by two whatever was only a couple years old. Yeah, but wow. I mean, it, it, I say five it's years from now, though. it'll be gone probably from laptops, except for lower end. On desktops, it'll be around, and then but ten years from now, it'll be like a it'll be like a PS two port. You know, it'll be very, very few machines. And you can still still have PS2 because there are, you know, there are markets where there's a lot of PS2 hardware that's still in use. Yeah. I mean, hey, we we just built a PC for Will Smith a couple weeks ago that had PS2 ports on it. Oh, yeah. That's actually the crazy. That's done for the overclockers, though. (laughs) I know. I know. know, (laughs) It's just sort of like nuts. It's a $700 motherboard. That has a PS2 port. $800. Because for for the overclockers. You know, when you're running liquid nitrogen, the USBs got it. Okay, that's that's crazy, but you know, <laughs> I get it. Wait, so are they shutting the power off to the US the USB ports so they can shunt it to somewhere else? Is no, I I think the USB ports get weird. I think the polling rate or something. Under, yeah, oh, LN2 when you're you're really really yeah, it's who knows, but anyway. it's I think it's I think it'll be 2032 when you start to see like. Is that which that should go in our Mostly predictions? Oh, yeah, yeah, still yeah. Bring, be it, here. bring it up next week, Gordon. No, but they'll still be here. I mean, because look again, PS2 is still there, but 2032 people aren't going to demand it. Like, if you make a laptop, and I've reviewed many that don't have type A, people they lose, they lose it, they start flipping tables over, right? Yeah. Five years from now, it won't be as big a deal. Ten years from now, it'd be like, okay, same with the headphone jack. And I don't think I, <laughs> the reason why I don't think it compares to, to ATX is because ATX. <laughs> ATX literally holds you back, right? 
It is literally holding everybody back. Well, the, the, the vendors would say, hey, we can't make laptops thinner unless we get rid of these type airports. No, and I, I understand it because and, and they're doing it. They're, <laughs> they're just doing it. They're just like, you know what? We're going to do it. OK, whatever. <laughs> and there's alternatives. But you're, you know, and people, they lose, they get crazy over that. But type. ATX, they get crazy if there's like if you were to come out with something and try to break ATX, people even like that crazy thing where it was gigabyte and that main gear thing, which is like not even really changing anything, people were got angry over that. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, mostly the case. Uh Flash Photo follows up says, uh Gordon, what's your take on SATA longev longev it longevity? Jeez. Gosh, it feels like we could could we go to two ports at this point? <laughs> right. Could you go to I mean I mean, you, you talked about putting a USB or no, no. Who was it? Somebody was talking about putting USB C ports on the inside, like so that that your I think Will wanted that, right? Is that Will? I, man, somebody, I, somebody was talking about that. I don't see SATA going away because hard drives. I don't think are going to go away. Oh no, no, no while, it was Ian. Was it Ian? Ian was oh, talking yeah. about putting yeah uh, running USB C ports. Uh, oh, uh, to I the think motherboard. Ian had this idea as like powering the motherboard off of Type C and like, just, something like that. I don't. <laughs> But I kind of not here to defend himself. I don't think SATA would go. What do you think? Hard drives? Would you give up your hard drive? No, not until we reach some kind of parity between, uh, you know, solid state drives offering the same capacity as uh, spinning platter drives, which I just don't see happening anytime soon. I think we're a long ways off from that. And even then, then there's the question of price. Right. Yeah. Like you just can't beat the prices per terabyte uh, on yeah. uh, the big spinning platter drives. It, it's actually funny. Like I, I feel like the so if there's uh, M.2 and then there's SATA SSD and then there's uh, spinning platter. Uh, right. I, I, I've found myself getting rid of more SATA SSDs and just switching to M.2s. Right. <laughs> but I still have like an eight, yeah. eight terabyte backup over SATA yep. oh, really? platter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I feel like that middle ground is, is losing. Like I'm using mm -hmm. more M.2, but I still want that spinning, huge spinning platter drive for, for huh. backups. Well, it's funny because I bought that, that four terabyte Samsung drive in SATA. So I oh, actually yeah. think it, and it's actually, I should actually do some performance testing on it because I think this, you know, um, Epos Vox brought that up and I didn't even think about that, but you get some of these really cheap ass QVO, you know, the the the, <laughs> true. the the QLC drives, and you get them to ninety percent capacity. And the performance is going to suck, but then I guess at that point, who cares anyway? Because the drive is so full, it's not very useful. I mean, yeah. uh, well, uh, check it out. We have a, uh, uh, I believe it's JJ from uh, Asus uh, in the chats. Uh, hello. We need to have Says, JJ uh, uh, they still have users requesting eight SATA ports, even though overall user polling is favoring an increase in PCIe NVMe M.2 SSDs. Currently, we're looking at four to six ports, depending on the board. Yeah, four. Huh. I could do it too, personally. Yeah. Yeah. For me, four, like four, four, I think, is, is like good, fine. Four yeah. is a good Good. Four is a good spot because if you're somebody who uh, is running like maybe a RAID configuration with your hard drives uh, and or still have an optical drive, four is a pretty comfortable amount to have available. I don't think I personally would need six, but I'm also not building like a storage type PC. Yeah. I mean, it, just, server type PC. it also shows you our focus, too, because we are definitely we lean into the, you know, enthusiast, you know, cutting edge realm. So. 
Wow, eight ports. I wonder where that's going to. I mean, it, it could also be different builds too. I mean, if you're if you're talking about running a home server off of off of the same box or something, you know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I also don't think it's ever going to go away entirely because there's always somebody who needs it. That's why even oh for sure, even in in mm-hmm. ten years there will be Type A, there will be PS2, and there will be SATA ports, right? So it's not going to go away because somebody's going to want it somewhere. True. True. Uh, oh, and uh, I, I have a, a, a poll going. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll switch this poll out with uh, SATA ports. Uh, the the poll I had going uh, is what what version of Windows oh. are you on? Uh, Two hundred sixty three votes. Fifty eight percent is Windows ten, of course. Thirty five percent is Windows eleven. That's actually higher than I, I expected. Six uh, percent is Linux, and one percent <laughs> is older. <laughs> I, I had to put Linux in there, and no, I did not put Mac OS because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, the, yeah, that that thirty five percent on Windows eleven is uh, actually a little a little higher than I expected. Yeah, um, it's never and I, don't fool yourself. Windows Microsoft will not lose. Windows eleven will eventually be the you know the majority market share install base because that's Microsoft never loses there. So uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to do this last poll, but we should probably get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are we doing a poll or are we getting out of here? Uh, I'm, I'm doing a poll real quick. How, how many SATA ports do you need? I, I, have, uh, I have eight, uh, four to six, two, or no need. Uh, just had, had, I really had to want to press no two, but I also realize it would bug the hell out of me. I'm going to go for four. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might, might yeah. as well see where people come in on it. Uh, I'll, I'll say that um, most uh, mini ITX boards that you usually top out at two. Four. Two? Really? Or no, 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 four. I I have seen four. I have seen four. I don't think I've ever seen eight on a mini ITX. Uh, yeah. Have you, have you, Elena? I don't think so. But yeah, I also eight haven't seems like looked overkill. at. I haven't looked at the really high end boards as yeah. of late. I just don't think there's a lot of space on a mini exactly, ITX board yeah. for a ton of stuff. Yeah. So like I've seen four, but yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, and last comment from Bunderwall. Yes. Gordon, everyone complains about 4080 prices, but NVIDIA still has to deal with making a more expensive card, stockholders expecting returns, and 3080 overstock. And I'm with you there. I, I think people are being irrationally angry about it. I understand they're frustrated, but a lot of and I, we had this discussion yesterday. I A lot of people want to say NVIDIA is greedy with the 4080. I have no insight into that because I don't think... Unless I can see their books and I can understand the process about why they price the card to, on the reason the reasons why they price the card the way they did, I'm not going to use the term greedy. I think that is way judgmental. I'm going to think they made it for business decisions. I'm not going to pass judgment, but I'm going to say I'm totally not going to buy a 4080 for fourteen hundred dollars. I might as well just go all the way to a forty ninety. Or honestly, seventy nine hundred XTX is a reasonable option as well. So I, I think I just don't like to use the term greedy, but cause I think there are real, real reasons why we're in the situation we are today. If people think they're just simply, you know, using a dartboard and deciding to decide prices, I don't think that's what it is. Of course, I have no proof of that, well, but that's why I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say greedy unless I can see the books and to know how that, what the reasons were. For. I, th- I think both can be true. The, uh, like uh, we were talking about this earlier, I think out of all the major PC vendors, 
uh, a, a good way to, to, to describe NVIDIA is cold, hard capitalism, which is not a bad thing. Capitalism, uh, I, I fully support it. So they, they are cold, hard <laughs> capitalists to, through and through. Sure. And so the way that they price things makes sense. You can still be angry about it. You can still get on your outrage pony about it uh, because that does suck. But at the end of the day, they are definitely capitalists. <laughs> yeah. And that is, I mean, again, it's a for-profit company in our capitalist system and they serve their shareholders. And the, I will say this, if you want to ascribe uh, to NVIDIA a, a natural response to things, they invest in a new technology and then they want to make money off of it. And that is that is a pattern I've always seen from NVIDIA for 20 plus years is they spend money to make something new and then they want to charge you something for it. And that's just generally how they operate. And so and so what we need to do as consumers is vote with our wallet and then, you know, yeah. their, their capitalism, uh, you know, the, hopefully it'll even out and work it work itself out. But, yeah. yeah. And then again, you know, it's your money. You should. You shouldn't feel you have to buy anything. You should just like, hey, tough luck. I'm going somewhere else. And that is that's you want to get a message across to any company. You spend the money. You buy a different brand. You drive past their, you know, Ford dealer in your Chevy every day, and they will know, like, hey, we screwed <laughs> up here, right? So, uh, left- just purposely a honking as you yeah. go by. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> you're flipping the finger. No. <laughs> Make sure the the person you know didn't give you the floor mats. Yeah, uh, we got a uh, last comment in here from uh, Asus about the the uh, status stuff. Dude, uh, I did this. Wait, I have a perfect example of oh, that. Oh, please. I was at Costco. I was doing shopping. It's like, oh, there's no line. Let me go to the line. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I heard the at t dude, and he was like, hey, would you like to sign up? He was talking to somebody. Will you know, sign up for at t I was like, oh, I got to do this. I got to. It's like, I could go out right now. Get out of Costco, be out to the, I'm going to stop by and talk. Oh. And so like I wheeled my card over by the AT&T guy. <laughs> Sir, would you, do you want to sign up for AT&T? You know, I was like, uh, what, you know, uh, I don't know. I, he's like, what do you got now? He's like, well, I got Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, let me tell you, we can, we can do, uh, <laughs> We can do, uh, I Gordon's think it was like guy. $60. I was that guy, right? He's like, I, I can do, I, we do $60 for 300 megabits. He's <laughs> like, what do you got right now? I was like, well, I, I got 10,000 megabits <laughs> for $40. <laughs> for $40. He was like, oh, uh, yeah, I can't beat that. And I was like, well, he's like, well, okay, it's $40, but you know, that price is going to go up, right? He's like, no, no, it's just flat 40 bucks. Yeah, actually, There's none no, of that. It doesn't. They're not like you and they're not like Comcast. They're not going to like increase prices when you like, you turn around, like, Roop, huh? <laughs> you know, like, Roop. And they, that's what they do, right? It's like, he was like, he was like, yeah, that's a good deal. I got nothing to say. It's like, yeah, I got, I got 10 gigs. And I was like, you know what? It's just like free. Like, he was like, yeah, I, I, nothing I can do. He's like, that's a good deal. Like, so I had to do it. He's like, all right. See so I'm later. driving by the Ford dealer and my Chevy Silverado. She's like, ah, yes, he wouldn't give me the formats. Gordon is portraying the story as the triumph of, uh, humans over capitalism but really what happened was that so you know one of us older people's just dunked on some young person trying to like just pay their bill Man, he's, no, he's just trying to work he's just he's, he's just whatever. a worker at at i'm saying know. if you yeah, wow. you want to rub it in some company's face you buy the competitor's part and you rub it in their face every day on social media like oh that's what you should do 
The problem with people today is like, yeah, 70, I want 7,900 XTX to be like 10, 20% faster than, than 4090 so that NVIDIA lowers the 4090 price so I can buy the 4090 for $800. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to work, you know, but that's, that's how people are. Capitalism, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So JJ's comment uh, back on the SATA ports was, uh, FYI, some of our WS, which I think he means workstation, right? Uh, uh, we are implementing slim SAS to allow for more SATA expansion if needed. Plus, you can always add in a PCIe card if you need more. Uh, yeah. Huh. Good point. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, there was like a new NVMe. I think there was some NVMe spec that adopts hard drives. It's just like, what? But just some kind of... I don't know. Uh, hopefully we'll see Asus uh, yeah. soon, at the beginning of the year. Yes, uh, man. CES. Uh, okay. Uh, and then let me end this poll. So um, with 171 votes, uh, the 46% said four to six. Uh, 23% said two. Yeah, okay. And uh, 17% said eight, and 14% said no need. So, cool. Wow. Nice. I, I'm a little surprised by that, but, you know, yeah. Wow. Future. Onwards that is and really crazy. I had to use an optical drive last night on my desktop because I couldn't burn it on, on a laptop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Gordon, let's get us out of here because I'm hungry. All right, everybody, uh, check back next week for your fix of PC talk. We're going to be doing our year ends eat paper awards for all the things I got wrong. I got a lot wrong. Yeah. On the full nerd for audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please leave a review. Every time you do, I go buy a vendor and just troll them because I bought the competing vendor's hardware. <laughs> Same questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. Mm, I'm Gordon Ung. Brad was here. I'm going to say bye for him. He does. And Lenny. See y'all next week when I have to do a bajillion T push-ups. <laughs> And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Uh, thanks, everyone. Go ride uh, your outrage pony into the sunset. Uh, get him right now. Code 1080TI for 25% off. No, see space. you later. Bye.